Oh, heck, I didn't know you were there. <laughs> Are we on like a double chat? No, I don't think so. I think this one's still going. Oh, it's weird how that worked, Chris. That was really weird. Nothing rang, nothing. It just, hey, just how you doing? Dave just, uh, Dave just showed up. <laughs> wow. I just said join call. Oh, yeah, that's no, weird. right you're hearing it again i'll fly away by lenny kravitz yeah all right now we're uh we are playing that for uh andre russo now you didn't have anything fly away and we'll get into it um but you did have a pretty gnarly crash uh from um uh, your little mini ft arrow uh, but we'll talk about that here in a little bit. All right. Uh, joining us, obviously, today is Andre up there in Canada. Good morning. And all the way across the pond over in Sweden, the great David Vindenstol. You can call me America's sweetheart. Okay. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> so what's going I, on, gentlemen? How are we? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. 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 Um, yeah. How about you, Andre? Ah, you know what? It's it was a crazy, crazy week, but uh, I got out yesterday, which was nice uh, to, to fly and everything. So um, it's uh, and today is kind of gray and overcast, so it's just good to sit down with you guys and chat. You know, right? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go on a little rant here um, <laughs> on a few things. That's just I don't know, kind of building up. Um, first of all, I'm going to pull the curtain back again. I, I'm telling you guys, sometimes I think that this podcast is just not meant to be. Uh, I get up this morning, We're and again, this is just going to be a bench-flying session. Like, we're just throwing stuff out there. We're just sitting down, having fun, chatting. There's nothing set in stone. So it is what it is. I think it's going to be pretty good. Those are the podcasts that seem to, to do well if we just sit down and chat. So I get up this morning and go to check the weather and realize I don't have any internet service. I'm like, what's going on? So I recheck everything, reset the router, t- turn the power off. Turn No, nothing. So I'm like, crap. So I had to load all this stuff, throw it in the car, run down the flight test. So here we are sitting. I'm sitting. And again, 
there's uh, no Periscope, no live YouTube, no nothing. And my thinking is, too, is I don't think anybody really just wants to sit and see me in studio. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty boring. You know what I mean? So we're not doing anything live. um, And, you know, we're still kind of looking into the YouTube, the uh, Facebook live stuff and the Periscope stuff. We're just kind of keeping tabs on there. But I I will tell you, like, if I get a bunch of people and we're going to have, you know, like four or five guys in studio, then we'll probably do the live thing because I think it's way more interesting. Yeah, we got that later this month, man. That's coming later this month for us for sure. Right. And I know I keep promising you, and I know I keep telling David uh, we're going to do the mini tricopter review here soon. But... I do not want to do it without Wayne. Uh, Wayne's really kind of limited only probably to Saturday mornings because we got to be early to have David on. I want to do it justice. Also, Mike has one and is starting mm-hmm. to put it together. So I want to get Mike's thoughts. So, you know, Andre, what I'm, I'm kind of thinking a little bit is um, maybe you kind of wait and you're coming down here in a few weeks. Yes, sir. And we will have you live in the studio. That's, that's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. So we may yeah. just wait till then, and we'll get everybody in. We'll do a live uh, uh, YouTube, and you know we can answer questions and have everybody here, and we'll really dive into it. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. So that's probably what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Andre, didn't you get a package this week? Did I get a package from Sweden? <laughs> yeah. You did? Did I did. Well, tell so us about good. it. Earlier, earlier the last, well, I guess, uh, sorry, it's, it's now May. So uh, in April, um, uh, a good friend of mine, Marco, sent me a bunch of stuff. And buried in this package was this brand new frame with an integrated, uh, you know, with one of David's integrated uh, Naze 32 tricopter frames. And I'm sitting here and we're looking at this thing. And so I sent off a quick note to David and said, oh, my goodness. And we, you and I had a pretty good long chat about what do i do with this thing you know what mm-hmm. do we do as far as and we were talking like mini hybrid big hybrid and david in the end just said oh heck and just sent me a whole whack of stuff so i now have all the elements required to build a full version 3.5 big tricopter no kidding so um yeah I'm I'm excited because my very first multi-rotor was the was your very I guess uh, I guess version two and it's you know swinging DT seven fifties with eleven inch props you know and three S with the undercarriage and everything and I wasn't expecting the full package David I was just expecting you know uh, uh, not even just the booms and whatever I needed to modify my 2.5 or 2 and get it up in the air with all this new equipment and all of a sudden it's like <gasps> carbon booms and everything mm. so I, I was running around the house my, my wife's like what is that and she's like it's another one another and something else. I'm like look you know like you know that shoe commercial where the lady's got her MasterCard right and she's walking down the street <laughs> and things just start coming home behind I'm like this that, that was my week it's just been crazy so I'm really excited and what all this stuff has done, and it sounds really funny, but I've, you know, I, I started stripping apart the HMB because everybody's like, why are you flying still the KK? I love my KK boards, but it's time for me to just push this new level and start getting an understanding of, you know, all the, uh, you know, the ESC flashing and the one, uh, one shot and everything. So I really decided, okay, I'm going to take the HMB apart because I needed to, well, I clipped a, uh, the servo wires and the ESC wires were just a mess on this thing because it was a test platform. Mm-hmm. So. I said, okay, I'm going to switch frames just for the sake of me experiencing a different frame. 
So now I've gone in and I'm cutting wires. I'm cutting all the ESC, uh, sorry, the ESC, the, uh, the yeah, the the, lead, the motor leads and everything, and setting everything up. And I've flashed them with Heli and which requires a PC. Which I'm like, come on, everybody's got to be starting using the Google app, so you're not even platform relate, you know, compliant. You know, you just go. And uh, so they're all flashed, and I'm shortening things, and oh, I'm kicking myself now because I wish I had had a digital scale on hand so I know just how much weight you save yeah. by trimming up wires, taking off all the connectors and just going. And, and of course, the first conversation Dave gets out of me earlier this week was, I need a proper soldering iron because this is ridiculous. <laughs> the old iron is just like the tip is just, I'm like, mm. I need something really awesome. So um, so I've had a pretty spectacular week. There's just been, just been a couple of nights this week where I pushed myself to like 11 o'clock, almost midnight, where I'm just soldering and just and just learning it. And I jumped into clean flight for the very first time. And it was like, okay, I've got this flip 32 board, put it on, turn it sideways, calibrate you know flash it and i'm like oh that was painless i'm like sweet i love when things just work so yeah how was what what do you think about the interface coming straight from the kk2 then uh, okay, I know I'm going to be, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to build a little, um, I'm, I'm going to have to obviously build something, uh, a Bluetooth interface or something, but I'm going to miss that ability. I, the idea of taking my laptop to the field to tune is just foreign to me. It's like, it, you're... You're complicating. I can see why people like the Vortex because you go in there and you do it through. You put your flip your goggles on and everything. My only concern with that that kind of setup is what if you're at an event and you can't just fire up your um, your transmitter, yeah, right? Do your tuning. So okay, fine. You've got your laptop and you go in there. I can see a lot of personal investment and time just to tweak the settings. Where like the KK, it's like yeah, it's doing something. Hold on, land, click, 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 done. You know, take off again. Even if you had the hard case with the little module you plug in. So, um, Clean Fight, do you know if you can do it? Is there an app for Clean Fight for your tablet? Yep. Okay. So maybe something like that in a Bluetooth interface I could see. Um, so I, I, but everybody tells me once you get these things locked in and dialed in, and I know for the, for the, you know, for the, the, the big copter, the big tricopter, I'm just going to take your settings and go. I mean, I'll be blunt, and when I would set up my uh, my KK boards and flash them, nine times out of ten, out of the box settings were refined. And you know, if it's twitching around, I'm like, yeah, whatever. You're you're hovering for thirty seconds, you're a couple seconds, and you're going right. So, so yes, there's going to be a huge amount of change and a huge amount of learning curve for me. But I'm I'm enjoying it. I, it was just nice to sit down and solder. I ripped off all the the uh, shrink wraps and just went to work on them. And even now, I've got like my uh, it's an, an orange RX with two long whip antennas, but it's S bus. So I'm going and I'm going to remove the pins and I'm going to solder everything direct. And all the wires are going to be short and just clean and then shrink wrap it and be done and just pull the cases off and just go light, light, lightweight. So. Yeah. I'm just having fun. So as I said in one of my, my online posts, it's just me taking going another step. And and what else did I get this week that I chuckled? Someone else messaged me on Instagram and said, hey, when are you going to get into like gas-powered, Andre? And I'm like, what? Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, like, you know, so you can have a fair, you know, fair sampling of all the this hobby offers. I'm like... There's not enough time in the day for me to contemplate another type of aircraft, let alone, you know, non-electric. I'm like, that involves, you know, 
big going to the field and you guys know how I fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Balso, Balso and I are probably very incompatible. I'm sure I'm, you know, perfectly good. But once in a while, there would be a very spectacular explosion, I suspect. Yeah, so, right. uh, hey, David, I wanted to ask you, too, uh, real quick before I forget. Uh, some, I don't know if somebody sent me a link or something, but uh, Helipal is is selling a new, they're claiming it as a kind of a mini tricopter racer. It's called the SRDY3, and I was just wondering if you've seen it or know anything about it or what your take is on it. You just sent me the link like two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> so I just saw it, but I mean, it looks really cool. It has a canopy on it. It's a tricopter. Mm-hmm. They're using um, it's a unibody carbon fiber arms. It's using eighteen oh six motors. Is it mm-hmm. um, Tiger motors? So that's pretty cool. Uh, so obviously, it's using. The power setup is not going to be phenomenal, I don't think. It's not going to have crazy power. Mm-hmm. But I think it's uh, it's going to be reasonably fast. I wonder what uh, firmware they're running on it. Yeah, that would be interesting. The, the frame's kind of unique, too. Like, looking at it, uh, it, there's not much there. Like, you have just the, the tricopter, like, carbon frame, a little piece underneath by the tail, and then it looks like a battery tray or something, and that's it. It's, yeah. got, a, it's got a CC3D flight controller. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right. I want to oh, try. It's foldable. It is? Yeah, you have to take out a screw, but it's foldable. That's I'll be cute. darned. Now, the question is, though, like you've even admitted, the tricopter is not the best platform for racing. So I'm kind of surprised that they're putting this out there and claiming it's a racing. It's getting better. Is it? Yes. It is actually, it has some merit to it. It's just, uh, yeah, it's not as locked in as a quad yet. We're Mm -hmm. working on it. I've Mm -hmm. been testing stuff like crazy this week because we're trying to push out a new stable release of the newest firmware. Uh-huh. And uh, the tricopter can actually perform really well in the corners. Because when you... Um, yeah, you're not sliding through the corners. Okay. Yeah, because you get... Um, when you go into the corner, the differential thrust you get actually helps you in the corner automatically. It leans in the corner for you. Mm-hmm. And it just helps you. And the tail, you can re- uh, still have the thrust straight down if you want to and start pushing it forward before you actually level out. Gotcha. I don't know, I'm just ranting. But anyway, uh, I need yeah. to trust did more. Yeah, uh, I was just glancing through this thing. It's uh, looking at the price, though, man. It's almost five hundred bucks for that little thing. I think that's a little pricey. And it only it's it looks like you're limited in size. It's got a mount for the battery, uh, and I've just scrolled down to the very end, and it finally tells you it's a three S one thousand. Really? Yeah, and you look at that like the where the battery sits it's got this bracket and right. uh, there's a post and I'm like yeah I've got a feeling you just you know on a good crash you're likely to ram your battery into that nice aluminum post or something I don't know um, the it's, mechanism looks funky too because it's just literally sitting on the servo and nothing else mm-hmm. yeah it's got it's a little bit of hanging on there well if it's a three cell I'm out <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> now, David, I wanted to ask you too, and of course, I know we'll get into the review and everything, but uh, cranking around the mini tricopter. I don't have any really small other race quads, so I don't have anything to compare it to. And I know you just recently got a regular race quad when you were hanging around the, the Rotor Riot guys. So my thing is like building up this. Now, I just actually got it out not too long ago in a big open field and just really opened it up. And, of course, the first problem I ran into is I only have my camera set at about maybe 15, 20 degrees at the most because I'm mostly flying around my house and I don't get up to speed that much. So it works pretty good going in and out of the trees. So when I got out to the field and really opened it up where the thing is just like pointing at the camera is pointing at the ground, it's pretty tough to fly like super fast. And then, of course, the thing is, like once you get that thing going, it seems like it just doesn't slow down. Like you really got to pull back on the stick to try to get this thing to slow down and come into a corner now is that just me or do i just keep on going and just slamming into the corner does that make she she is a heavy beast um i can tell you it does not have it has so much momentum when it's going uh-huh. because it, it does weigh a lot and right. it's actually pretty aerodynamic mm-hmm. so it, it likes continuing going so yeah, you have to um, you have to slam on the brakes pretty hard. So angle it really fast, give it a nice sharp throttle bump, and then level it out again. Okay, because that's my problem. I pull back on the stick trying to get this thing to slow down, and I'm just staring at the sky for like three seconds, going, "I don't know where I'm at, <laughs> what's going on," and it's just freaky. Um, but yeah, you, I mean the the key is to apply equal force in the opposite direction to get it to stop mm. so angle lots of throttle and yep, angle that yep, yep gotcha i'm working on it buddy i'm working on it <laughs> yeah we'll get there. Uh, now, yeah. now yeah. my question though since now that david you have that racing quad are you kind of flying both and comparing them and seeing okay how can we make the tricopter do this better or this better yes ah uh we are working uh, like I said earlier, on a new version of TriFlight, which should help the tail performance during very sharp decel and acceleration. So it has a lot more yaw authority during the low throttle uh, settings. Oh, neat! Because that's a problem. Otherwise, when you were when you just cut the throttle, there is no. There's hardly any thing making thrust. Uh, even though you angle the motor, there's no thrust being made because right. the motor stopped almost. Right. So we needed to increase how much the angle on the tail is uh, is compensating more or less at zero throttle. Um, so there's a reverse uh, TPA and there's um, a lot of funky stuff going on because we have to use a virtual uh, motor compensation and like a virtual model of the the differential P factor and get that all mixed in together and working. So it's a, it's a lot of trial and error and the the Finnish programmer that's doing the heavy. Uh, heavy side of this job is just amazing wow this i honestly this this the technology change within what like the last i want to say two years oh yeah 
It's I'm been a- phenomenal, David. I mean, just to wrap your head around this stuff must be just like I you you. It's must be mind numbing at points. A little bit, yeah. It's but it's fun stuff. I mean, well, yeah, so yeah. much from it, and uh, I mean, someone uh, someone had to get the tricopter. Uh, let's stop the tricopter from being extinct or going extinct. Yeah, because mm-hmm. mm. there's no one. No, I mean, well, this is it. I mean, and and like you, I mean, you're the tricopter. I'm doing the the, the, the bowing down tricopter god. And I, <laughs> I like I I feel bad that sometimes mine just sits there. But it's uh, you know after it's one of those things where I I've got to be in the mood and I got to have the space to fly it because there's nothing worse than containing a tricopter, right? Yeah. But uh, it's just I can't wait to see some of these these revisions this summer and just yeah I, I just. Yeah, to put together a quad's been fun, but the, the dynamics and what I learned building a tricopter for the first time I was like, whoa, oh, okay, that makes sense. I can't wait to see the differences. Yeah, we're getting there. Uh, the large one flies fantastic. I mean, it's so well, yeah. good. I've, I've been flying the small one um, a lot because that's the one that's hardest to tune. Yeah. So we're con- constantly trying to make that one better. Um, because the large one is like half as hard to do anything on. Like, you just can have more. It's Does slower it? and everything just works easier. So have you, uh, have you completely killed any of the small ones recently while this testing, when, you, when you're testing all these new features? Mm, not really. Uh, no. Just go up high and I mean, okay. if you crash it, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't die that easy. No, I... I- I have a testament to that. I have pounded that thing into everything imaginable. <laughs> and I am shockingly surprised at how well that thing takes abuse. Like, I slammed it into the concrete drive thinking it was going to shatter, and it it's fine. Oh, wow. I think my motors are beat up worse than the actual. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's on, on that aspect of things unreal. Yeah, no, it, it works good. Uh, it just it's a pain to get it out of a tree, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the last time I did fly it, I was telling you I had it out in the in the big field, and I wanted to open it up and see what it would really do. I had Pat and Scott out there, so that was the first time they've got to see it, feel it, touch it, taste it, and all that stuff. But watching it fly, man, they were like, "Wow, that thing is incredible!" And uh, Scott was really like, "Man, I don't know, I I might have to." get one of these this, this thing is just unbelievable <laughs> so if you get any more uh orders coming into ohio that might be from me i don't know <laughs> nice yeah everybody it's that so sees it they just love it um it's uh that size of a tricopter it's more of a cruiser more than a racer because mm-hmm. it's heavy and but yeah. it's foldable so it's right. like the large tricopter yeah um but it's small form factor and it's faster right way it's, faster <laughs> yes. Uh, the okay. new power system on the large one, though, is makes it pretty uh, nippy, but we'll, it has we'll so much out. drag. 
Oh we'll yeah, find. you got some. Yep. We're, well, I mean, I'll and I'll run 4s. I don't have any of the larger ones you spec'd out yet. I'll, I'll work on that, but I do have enough 4s's, so I, I'll bring mine with me to Ohio and I'll chase the little the three mini tricoppers, and I'll be the big thing oh. behind them. You know That'll what I love? Awesome, get three of them in the air. Oh, I'll, I'll, and I'll, I'll bring a good camera and everything, and uh, I'm hoping to be testing a 4K camera later on. I'm still waiting to see if they're going to ship me, and if I do, well, you're the first person who'll get that footage. But you know what I love the most when I'm flying the tricopters when you see the shadow. Oh, yeah. Because uh, yeah. it just looks like this menacing beast, you know? Because yeah. you've got the yeah. arms spread out in the, in, the, in the Y format, and it just looks like this this evil thing, and it's just... Unpercular from uh, exactly. Terminator. Exactly. And I'm just like, ah! <laughs> I love the thing, okay? So there you go. <laughs> uh, okay, David. Uh, my next question is, and it, I've been thinking of this for a while, and you would be on top of this before I would ever know anything about it, but, you know, flying, like we were just talking about flying any kind of the racer quads or whatever with the camera angles, it's, at least for me, because sometimes I like to just go slow and low and around in through the trees, and I'm not racing around all the time, but then sometimes, you know, you, you just want to open it up. So that camera angle is just, sometimes it really affects me, and I don't like it. It's like I want it this way, and then I want it back for going fast. So is anybody working or do you know of anything to where they're kind of maybe coming down to a, a small miniature type gimbal that we can put on these small quads to where, you know, that camera stays level no matter what orientation that you're flying in? It is a terrible idea. Okay. I tell you now, it All is right. absolutely horrendous flying with because you have no clue what the copter is doing unless you're flying in stabilized mode uh-huh. or anything that um, the copter is actually helping you to fly or flying for you. Uh, because, the, yeah, you can't feel what angle the copter is in. Uh, it's it's freaky. Like, it's really weird. It, it is. Just I know that from flying the Phantom. But if you just had it to... I think for, I don't know, maybe I'm just crazy. I don't know. But where it was just, you know, doing the, the maybe the two axis where, or the one, I guess it'd be one axis where it's just up and down. So when you're banking and everything like that, it's still the same. It's just the up and down thing, you know, that gets me, you know, when for, uh, going into forward flight and then coming back to level. But it's weird because you get the feedback from left and right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I bet you could get used to it. But okay. if you <laughs> another, I think a better solution would just be to have a servo hooked up to it and a switch to set the angle, like oh, three yeah. positions. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Just something, or you, yeah, yeah, you can land and just change it. Well, I know, but. Uh, uh, yeah, you have to land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering. Oh, did you guys see the uh, the new uh, video I put out? No, I didn't. Oh, new and new. Uh, it's like a week old or two. The um, fire and ice. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I did see that one. Yeah. And the funny thing about that, sorry, I'm ranting here, but uh, it, after I watch that, David, because everything today is all the phantoms and everything's all the, you know, the, the gimbals and that. And when I watch that video, it brought me back to the old days when you were hanging out here and filming everything with the original tricopter. You know what I mean? There's no, that fancy gimbal stuff. It was just pure flying with the GoPro on the front. Yeah. That's the, that's the difference. You actually feel like you're flying. Yes. Instead of just a camera moving through the air. Uh, Yeah. That's what I really liked about that video. 
uh, it felt like it really looks like old times. It's just a better resolution, and that's it. Right. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. And um, I wish more people would put more of that stuff out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like a lot of the phantom footage and everything, but that old school where the camera's hanging off the front and you see the angles and, you know, going around and the filming like that, I wish a lot uh, more people would do that because I, I, I really like it. Give me about a, a week or two. Okay. A week or two. <laughs> that right size there. of a tricopter, just everything is so smooth. Mm-hmm. Like everything yep. is just nice and slow. And yep. It works well. And, uh, I mean, I was so lucky with those deer. Yes. I was running. Oh yes. my gosh. I just took off and they just started running. I'm like, whoa, like, follow, follow. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of videos, I, I was in tears laughing. Well, not laughing, but the, that, that the other one you posted about, was it a chipmunk or squirrel? Yeah, squirrel? Oh, yeah, oh yeah. goodness. <laughs> goodness. Goodness. No, what are you doing? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, we freaked out. We were well, yeah. joking about it. Uh, uh, people that haven't seen it, we um, we rescued a squirrel. We found on the on the road. Uh, he was completely knocked out, and uh, I was moving. I thought I would move him, but he was alive. So we brought him home, um, and his leg was really messed up. Like, yeah, he was just like twitching, and he was in really bad shape. But two days later, he was fine. Huh. Like he was uh, starting to run around, and we had him in the bathroom because we didn't want the Neo to get to him, the dog. Yeah. Um, and he was uh, fine, so we thought, yeah, we should. The law in Sweden is that you have to release it after forty-eight hours. Oh, really? Yes. Otherwise, you have to uh, uh, get it into the hands of some uh, a professional. Right. More right. Wow. Uh, it's so people don't take straight or like. Yeah, animals yeah. from the wild. So no pet raccoons or anything over there, huh? We don't have raccoons, but oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> I really want a raccoon. They look awesome. Uh, I can no, tell you how many yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, yeah we, uh, uh, we went back to the exact same spot we found him. And we were, it was early mornings. We thought, yeah, there's not going to be any cars, but we were joking about it in, in the car. <laughs> like, what if he gets run over? Oh, that would be awful. And then we stand there like, no, 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 no. And he just ran, runs towards the road. Uh. He runs into the bush, like into the forest, into the bushes, then turns around and then runs straight for the road. When the only car that we saw that morning comes and drives by. That poor little guy, he was having flashbacks for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, and I just, I just laughed at the comments. People are like, what? This is not RC related. What's, 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 what's wrong? <laughs> you yeah. know, we do things outside of the RC life. You know, that we, we are normal people at points. We have families and, you know, and we'll do other creative uh, projects besides RC all the time. So I was just, it was just cute. And, uh, yeah. But yeah. good on you for rescuing him. And thank goodness he didn't get run over. Yeah, we didn't. Um, I think he's still alive. I don't know. Yeah. He, <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't check seem in. to be the sharpest. No. <laughs> <laughs> Poor little guy. <laughs> Yeah. See, Chris, already the podcast is a riot. I know. <laughs> well, uh, I guess since we're talking about cameras and quads and everything, um, I, I've been flying the daylights out of the Phantom 3 lately. Uh, just, well, I guess 
basically, if you guys have been listening to the previous podcast, Andre and I are hooked on this stupid Casey Neistat guy that we watch <laughs> daily. <laughs> I can't get enough of this guy. And, you know, just he, he kind of inspires me a little bit, I guess. And, and You should so, inspire. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, so I've been just, you know, playing with it. And I, I will say like every time I fly this stupid thing, I learn a little bit more and a little bit more and, and what it'll do and the capabilities and, and what I shouldn't and should do. And, and David, you probably know better than any of us here. Uh, a lot of times I'll go out, shoot video. And of course you're looking at, I, I usually fly with a mini iPad. So that's what I'm looking at. And then I'll film something or whatever. And a lot of times I don't even look at the footage for maybe a day or two later, which is probably a bad idea and then when i watch it and and see what i did you know put it on the big laptop and see everything and i'm like why didn't i do this why did i do this and and not do this and i but i can't go back and do it over obviously does that happen to you a lot too or do you say ah heck with it it is what it is um actually no not really um i just i i I do it in the moment man yeah. Well, I do. I mean, I think I think I'm getting good footage at the moment, and then later on, I go and I look at it and I go, "You idiot! Why didn't you just move over here to the left a little bit, or go between this tree?" Or and I'm looking at it going, "Oh, I can't! I just completely, in my eyes, goof that up." And then I want to go do it over. Uh, it's it's all about experience. Where at, at a point you get so used to flying the thing that you start thinking about the other things instead Mm -hmm. of concentrating on flying the thing right so it's it's about freeing up brain power yeah resources yeah Uh, so that's really it i mean if if while you're watching it you're like boiling inside from happiness then you're doing it right right Right. Like, oh, oh, I you're agree. Like, oh my gosh, this foot this yeah. is so amazing, and you almost yeah. pee your pants. Yeah. Then, yeah, you can't really get better than that. Yeah. And the Andre, I don't know what you were going to say, but uh, I know we talked about it a little bit. You sent me a video of a guy flying one, and it, it's something with the no. Phantom. It's it's uh, yeah. the rudder is very, very, very touchy on the thing, and you can go in and change the settings and kind of turn it down, but. The way that gimbal's set up, and you can change the, the the settings on the gimbal. But when you're when you're using that rudder, it does you you notice some. It, yeah, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, basically, what, feel. yeah, and that's yes, the only downfall was, with that. Yeah, what it was was someone was shooting some construction footage here in Ottawa. Where they're doing the light rail install, and the guy is tracking along the construction, but he realizes he's starting to angle away from the shot, so he he taps the rudder right, so you get that bump in the mm-hmm. footage and I and I uh, talked to you and I was mm-hmm. actually talking with Eric Monroe as well and saying if I you know if if you're planning the shot like this was more of a job scenario this is less art and everything but I would have I think I would have just let the thing go out of shot and then you know fixed it in post rather than do the move in the video because mm-hmm. it looked it it ruined the shot is like whenever yeah. you see that bump it ruins the shot yeah. so i would sooner go out but i was saying if you decide oh i'm going off angle well maybe you need to to arc it and i maybe that's where the, that's where the yes. tricopter is absolutely beautiful right but right. so rather than i guess rather than do a uh, and this is why I, I we know it was a phantom i don't know or phantom 3 i don't know and i'm almost suspecting it was a standard versus an uh, an advanced or anything because i think 
the I don't I have to check the specs again, but I'm wondering if the gimbal is better from the advanced and the pro uh, because yeah, it was just a little bump, and it was like, every time he did it, it was like ah, yeah. ruined the shot. Just go out of go out of shot, and I think that's the problem. Everybody wants to do these long things, but even when he do a vertical shot over a highway, which just boggled my mind. Oh my god. But he would do a move when he, as he's going up, and I'm like, no, 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 no. The gold thing and and, and like the phantom shot, the verticals. You just mm-hmm. lock the thing in and go straight up. If it moves offside a little tiny bit, don't correct it. You know, it's stuff. Yeah. Uh, but that's the cinematic me jumping, and I'm like, oh, if I get one of these things, I'm gonna be da- if like I'm gonna get to fly Chris's, and, and he's gonna he's gonna very very he's he's gonna pass me a remote, which I, I don't even know if I advise him to do that. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> But, but but David, you flew it, so you kind of understand too that the rudder's very. It, it's um, if you're like you said, Andre, if you're kind of doing a sweeping move, it works very well because the camera kind of delays a little bit at first. What when the copter first starts to move, and then at, at, you know, but if you just bump it, the camera has that delay, and then it kicks back to center. But if you're doing a sweeping move, it just seems to, to pan back into neutral, you know, very slow. The other thing about the Phantom I'm learning too is like you were talking about the up and down. Coming down with it, it's it's really slow, but it has that big four cell and it has a lot of power. So on the throttle, when you want to go up, again, it's very touchy and it, it's sometimes kind of hard to get a nice smooth, you know, up motion with it because it is. Yeah. And I don't know what you thought, David, when you flew it. Yeah, I don't. I really dislike the yaw on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's way too. It's super touchy. It, it's like it has reverse expo to me. Yeah, like right. So yeah, change that, and also how quickly the uh, um, the gimbal goes back to center, mm-hmm. like the the compensation. Oh yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. yeah. Uh, to get it to move much more gradual, right? Or like I don't, I don't know. Just nope. it, you're correct, and yeah, we like that smooth linear. Yeah, because yeah. everything else is so stable right. on it, yeah. so it right. just makes it stick out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's all about yeah. If you just get expo on the on the rudder stick, you yeah, you would solve a lot of those problems. Right, and I can do that. I just haven't done that because it, it sometimes it's okay and sometimes it's terrible. It just depends on what you're doing and what you're shooting. Oh, you know the other thing, real quick that I was wondering. Um, my neighbors across the street have this beautiful crab apple tree that went into bloom. And I thought, oh, man, that would be cool just to go over and, and film it. And a um, couple things here. Uh, of course, I've talked a million times. My neighbors all know I'm pretty much a complete idiot. Um, but I went over and knocked on the door. Uh, he's, a, he's an older gentleman in his 70s, and, you know, I didn't want him to freak out. And I said, hey, I, your tree's beautiful, Dawn. You know, it blooms like this every year. I just like to film it a little bit. And he's like, yeah, sure, you know, no problem. I don't think he really had a clue what I was going to do. So I had the Phantom out there one morning uh, shooting it, and they both come running out of the house wondering what was going on because I'm standing in their front yard looking up in the air, holding something <laughs> in my hand. But the cool thing was, here's here's a couple that you know have been married for 50 years in their 70s I have no idea probably about technology at all and uh they come out and they seen the copter and everything they're like what are you doing i go i'm filming your crab apple tree and they're like oh that's right you did say so i i just let them look at the screen and we're going around the tree and up and over the tree and and they were completely blown out of their minds they were just like how is this even possible and then i got the <laughs> the nine million questions i'm like wait let, let me fly here first and then i'll answer some questions but the cool thing was 
after it was all said and done, that you know they seen what the camera was seeing and the footage and every, the footage and everything, and they were just blown away. They couldn't believe it. But I mean, my, yeah, my, I mean, it has to look like magic if you if you went away yeah. for ten years. Yes, I mean, <laughs> come back, yeah, right. Because they see me flying stuff all the time, but they've never, you know, I don't really fly the Phantom around the house too much. And if I do, I'm up high and out and about. So, but to, you know, to be close like that and and to see what they were seeing on on the screen, it, it, it was cool. I, I felt I felt good about it afterwards. You know, I didn't feel like a I was spying on anybody, everything, and I think they got a little bit better perspective on you know some of the the drones. Yeah, them drones. Yeah, them damn drones. Tested uh, this week. Did a, they did a nice release uh, where they tested the version four, mm-hmm. and it was interesting because the guy said, you know, the technology is neat, right? Um, but he says, you know, versus three, you know, three versus four, he says you're probably still better, you know, buying a three and a whack of batteries, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he says all the new technology will probably really come into play version, you know, Phantom 5, maybe Phantom 6. So mm-hmm. it was an interesting, it was a really in-depth and, and pretty decent review, I thought. So. Yeah, it, it was good. And they were, I would say, brutally honest with it. And and yeah. that's what kind of brings me up to my uh, my other point I was going to make. Um, with the Phantom 4, you know, the, the regular flying on it, they've actually slowed it down from my understanding. And it has yeah. a, all the avoidance and all that garbage on it. But then if you go into the sport mode, that avoidance goes away and it flies, you know, whatever, 40 some miles an hour and, and you can crash into anything, which a lot of people at first, uh, when I was first reading about, didn't realize that. So they were out flying in sport mode, doing 100 miles an hour with the thing and coming up to something and the thing didn't stop and smashed into it. I'm just gonna. Oh, I have a, I have my friend here. I'm gonna show him the, yeah. the text and avoid system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right into the tree or the fence, or like the car it didn't stop. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my question, and I'm I'm wondering if if you're in the slow mode, if you could probably turn that avoidance off because um, when I was filming the crab apple tree, I was literally like going in to the tree and i was you know of course i was watching it too as i was flying so i could tell how close i was but there was times i was probably like six inches away from the the blooms and the the limbs like as i was climbing up over the tree it was a really cool shot but i'm like i wonder if the phantom four would even do this because you got to fly in the in the slow mode the cinematic mode but then is the avoidance going to go no 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 you're way too close you know I i suspect you can turn it off that could be. I don't know for sure, but I was just that made me think of it when I was. I was like, maybe the Phantom Three in certain situations might even be better. I don't know. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all right, Andre. Let's. Uh, we got some other topics and stuff, but let's talk about the mini arrow and your crash because that was great, and I laughed and oh, laughed oh and laughed. Uh, it was funny the amount of questions I got off that one. So uh, I'll, Tuesday night I got out, and uh, the first flight was with the um, the Hobby King glider. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh, there's another guy flying a quad. I'm like, I'll throw I'll throw the arrow out, right? Mm-hmm. So I had my goggles on. I threw a thing in the air, and I went up, I turned. And from there, it was just gore and just horrifically bad. I, I basically, I think that's the first, my first crash and knock on wood here in a while. Like, it was just complete pilot error. I didn't pull up. I don't know what I was doing. But the video was hilarious. Oh, so I had a board camera, and I just happened to stick my, my um, 
uh, my run cam just on top of my goggles just to record my audio. And I guess I panned nice enough. And you see the video and you see the impact. The little arrow hit the ground, a full clip just went in and it bounced. Just caught. And it, the, the impact was hard enough that the poor little thing it ripped itself in two. And the 3D printed, now it was only PLA, but the 3D printed cage shattered. Did, how did how you cold just, was it? It wasn't that cold. <laughs> it was oh, above wow. zero, but it was still cold-ish. It was in the evening. Now, but did you t- just lose orientation with it? I. It was a tailwind, so I'm wondering if the wind just kind of pushed me over. And I and it, I fly the arrow really loose, like there's you know full throws and very mm-hmm. little expo, right? Because you can see it when I take off, and I'm just like woo. And I just I just wasn't on my game. I just I. The aircraft was going faster than I was moving my thumbs, I guess. And I just, I kind of banked over and just nailed it into the ground, full, full clip. And I'm like, whoops. And so I'm looking at this footage and I'm like, and, and the audio, my audio is beautiful because it's like, oh, oh, oh dear. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm watching this stuff and I show James and James is giggling. He says, you were in the air for like 10 seconds. Uh-huh. Damn, what's going on? And then I found the saddest music I could find on, on YouTube, and I composed this thing. And the first question is good. Everybody's like, you flew into the sun. No, nah, I didn't flew into the sun. I flew into the ground. <laughs> and the other one I got was, what would you do differently? Not crash? <laughs> but it was like, ah, oh, nuts. And everybody's like, oh, you can't rebuild that. I'm like, oh, watch me. I mean, the damage, I've got another case. Uh, like Martin had printed me, printed off like three or four of these for me. So I, I'll put another one on. I'm shipping. A, I gave one away, and then the other one I'm shipping off to another guy in Canada uh, on Monday. So I'll rebuild it, slap some glue in between, and just you know, it's just the middle spar. And I hadn't been running the bottom carbon fiber plate, so I probably would have saved it in that case. But it was just I walked over and I picked up all the pieces. But what did I hit though? And it's just the bounce. It's just spectacular. Bink off the ground it went. Um, but, uh, you know, again, I, I, I've, I've emailed Josh like twice just saying, you know what? Thank you. You know, that, that silly arrow got me back into FEV flying because nine times out of 10, I can throw it in the air and just take off with my goggles on and I'm just going, you know, there's no, and it's so small and you fly it in a small spot. It's very, you know, it's very like, it's very much like a quad, right? You don't think about needing an extra set of eyes or anything. You just go and have fun. But Comparing what I put that little airplane through and how hard I've been flying it, I mean, I initially I was having the receiver issues and I switched that out and fixed it all. And, and the stuff I've been through, you know, flying through posts, flying through football posts and like inches off the ground, inch off the ground at times, you know, uh, I'm surprised it's it's lasted this long and this well. So I'll probably repair that this afternoon because yesterday I was missing it. No one was flying FPV. There was two guys showed up to fly their quads for like a minute and a half and then took off. And I'm like, I didn't bring any FPV planes with me and I could have been up there all afternoon. Oh. So I just chuckled. So how was your video signal? Did you have any, uh, uh, lines or anything from the power system? Uh, I wrote a pretty, that one's a pretty cheap one from, uh, uh, Bango, just an Isheen, And I, it's usually pretty good. It's pretty clean. Um, but I mean, the wires are just all over the place and it's just three, you know, there's no filter or nothing. Right. So, and that little motor screams, it's just a 2204 and I'm just full throttle. I'm like going, going, I'm, I'm eventually expecting something to burn up, but it's usually pretty good. So, um, why? Um, no, Marco. Uh, oh, <laughs> mentioned something that um, you had some interference or something. 
That was no, that was initially. I was running with just a little tiny, you know, the little four ten orange RX receivers. Mm-hmm. I was running that, and I think the the video transmitter was just overpowering it, right? So I would get to the certain spot in the field, and it would, the plane would just drop out of the air, right? I just lose link. We also think um, they just put in a water splash park, and there's a, there's a hydro, like a pump house, and we're wondering if they're using some kind of Wi-Fi single to control it remotely. Oh. But I don't have a spectrum analyzer. But every time I would fly to this one part of the park, the plane would just get it would just wig out and drop out of the sky. So I switched to a FR Sky clone receiver, and that seemed to fix everything. So hmm. nice. Yeah, whip antenna and stick it up. But yes, I've crashed my little arrow. But um, I suspect, actually, I've been asked to for Flight Fest if, if there's going to be arrow racing. And I'm like, I think there's going to be a whack of arrows flying around. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. Well, you got to talk about the uh, poor Albi, too, because oh, the yes. Park Zone Albatross is still one of my <laughs> favorite looking airplanes. I've been wanting one forever. I still don't have one. Now they you know, don't even sell parts for the thing anymore. And I'm kind of nervous that like I still want one. But I, yeah, you know, and you <laughs> you had we don't know exactly what happened. But the first outing with it, you had probably maybe a burnout or a brownout Brown issue or with something. it or something. Yeah. And it crashed. So you fixed it all up. Yep. Spent how much? How many hours? You know, getting it back in the air. Take it back out yesterday and narrowly, narrowly <laughs> escaped death again. What happened? I think uh, um, that we suspect was a, uh, a battery uh, going away on us um, because I, I initially I'm like, did I put the prop on backwards? The albatross, the lower one planes, the props actually go on backwards. Uh-huh. Uh, um, and I, we checked afterwards. It was fine, but it was one of those. It took off, and the wind caught me, and I hit the I hit the edge of the track, and yep. it, it was a little bump. And that's the only reason the darn plane got in the air. At that point, I was committed, and I take off, and I'm basically in a stall the entire time. I've got I'm firewalled on the power, going, it's not climbing, it's oh. not climbing, and I clear the videos on in my Instagram account. I clear the logs, you know, the stand, the seats around the parking lot, and then I'm looking straight at a light post. And I've got to dive to get power, or I'm just going to splat onto the, the the parking lot. And I just I put the plane into a bit of a dive, and I bank left. And I must have I wish there was an onboard camera because I must have been within an inch or so of the post, and I just cleared oh. it. And I was like, oh, 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 oh. and after that, I flew the plane around. But like when I landed, the cell was in pretty uh, pretty sad shape. So I'm I I suspect some of my older um, uh, Zippy Combat batteries, even though they've been in storage mode, are starting to uh, mm-hmm. fail me. So I'm going to have to go through and start doing some resistance testing. Resistance testing, but I so I marked that that cell pack uh, to see what was going on. But yeah, I, I posted a video afterwards, and there's you know the albatross going around, and it flew beautifully. We did a couple laps. I'm going to do, do a little mixing in there so the tails you know behaves and everything. And the previous owner had warned me that this thing likes a lot of up elevator, and it's correct. So um, so in the turns you kind of watch it. But I did a couple laps around the track and just flew by really gracefully, and I I do like that airplane. Um, when I landed, uh, the struts uh, did have uh, they had come unglued again. So I'm like, okay. So that's I, Chris is going to order me some. You can get them in it from Amazon. If I try and order them to Canada, the ship like they're like what five bucks for the set of struts, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Shipping to Canada is like thirty or forty dollars. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So I said no. 
Um, so I'll pick up some up in May. So yeah, unfortunately, it's grounded till I pick those up from you. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, we'll oh man, I mean, you know, you, the arrow, you know, a dollar piece of foam, and you yeah, you, this, you, you just laugh. But when when I started to watch that take off, and you're going down the little gravel strip, and I hear you add the power nice and slow, I'm like, oh yeah, it's gonna have this nice graceful takeoff and you're edging towards the the edge and i just hear this wow the firewall and you're barely getting i'm going no i'm scared <laughs> no but I, I i didn't know that you actually got out and about and flew it around so that's good. oh yeah, yeah. So like, like everybody's like what happened i'm like nothing happened i came around and luckily it got around and, and and we took off and did a couple more laps after that so it was fine but it was just one of those terrifying takeoffs that you never like to do mm-hmm and uh, other than that, that was the only drama all weekend long. Um, my FD Mustang, I got to work on the CG there that I stole from my dad. Um, and I want to cut the uh, the scoop on the bottom because it landed and broke a prop promptly. I'm like, that's not, I haven't broken a prop and crashed. It was a bad week, I guess. And if you think about it, I haven't broke a prop in a long time and I crashed the airplane. My goodness, the world's coming to end. <laughs> uh. All right. Anything else, or we're going to move on here? Um, well, I've been testing that uh, that Hobby King glider. The, oh yeah, uh, let's talk about that while we're on the subject. Go ahead. And I finally got into some good weather on Saturday, and mm-hmm. guess what? The darn thing will glide even with that giant EDF motor on top of it. What's the name of that glider? Hall Cherokee. Okay. And that will be coming out soon. Uh, I've uh, so my very first experience was terrifying because I put a I put a, a just a zippy compact and it was too light and it was tail heavy and there wasn't enough C ratings in the battery so it was just I rolled it and everything I'm like ah! it was a very dramatic flight. Second flight was pretty good because I used a better battery, but it was so windy on Tuesday that I I had to keep the throttle up or the thing would just fall out of the sky. So sad. So that was Tuesday. Saturday I got up and I was basically you know it was. Very, you know, I, it, it's not as stable as a radiant, obviously, because mm-hmm. those wings are extremely tapered. Um, but I was able to get it up and, and then roll out the power and just glide. And I think it was like points where I could glide it and soar for a good 30 to 40 seconds, and then you'd bring the power mm-hmm. back up. And there's what? tons of footage of the other guys testing it, doing um, tow line yeah. uh, and bungee cord launches. And actually, will it will thermal a little bit. So, hmm. What's the, uh, like the, the size of it? Yeah, um, ooh, um, do I have the manual here? I don't have the manual. Darn, sorry. I put the man. I cleaned up. Um, it's Rough, big. Yes. It's like seventy inch, eighty inch. I think it's a, no. I think it's a sixty inch. Okay, so it's smaller than the Radian. Uh, yes. Now okay. I can actually, without taking the wings apart, because to get the wings off, you got to pull the EDF, and there's a pin system, so you can take the you know the motor off. But I can fit it in the back of my trunk, um, and you drop the seat down and put the plane right up against you know between the bulkhead of the seat and the back, and mm-hmm. the wings fit in there, so I can actually dump the aircraft into the car with the wings on, which is fantastic because the fuselage is under 40 inches long. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So we'll uh, that plane. will I'll bring that with me when I come down in March, and then we, you know, we can do some towing or some bungee launches and stuff. Like yeah, that we'll and really s- test. We'll strap that sucker right behind the Carbon Z Cubs. See what it'll do. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the Tundra is perfect for this. You know? Okay, we'll try the Tundra too. But I really want to strap <laughs> it behind the Carbon Z Cub. Yeah, you can put <laughs> it. In. You can just <laughs> kind of put a rope on the yeah. tail and still we'll, put it up. Yeah, we'll we'll tow it vertical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. The guys have done that before. Yeah, do do a do a actually yeah, you go way up and then you do a reverse launch so you're backwards and have to come out of the dive. So oh yeah. yeah. Actually I had a lot of fun yesterday. I think I took 
five airplanes. Yeah, it was it was a big number, and uh, I really enjoyed. Um, my buddy Scott from Australia had sent me that 3D plane, and it was kind of windy and choppy. But I was up there doing hovers and uh, really kicking the, uh, doing a lot of throwovers with the uh, the rudder, and really just enjoying just spinning that thing up, just using all the rudder authority, just to do dives and nose overs, and just had a riot with that thing. I wish I'd shot some video, but I was up so high you wouldn't see anything. And my goal is to work myself closer and closer closer to the deck right so mm-hmm. i can get how stiff is the wing how stiff is the wing it's mm-hmm. not that stiff it's uh it's just it's a uh, it's an mx2 from hobby king right so it's just that hollow core ah, okay a bit of balsa and, and foam so i've got the thing all lined up the first thing that scott said to me was get some carbon fiber strips and then line the entire fuselage and wing start surfaces so it's got it can take a bit of a beating so mm-hmm. And then the e, uh, the EFX racer flew again, which was fantastic. Ooh, I so love that airplane. That 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 plane has had so much history. I mean, I I tortured that thing. I frostbitten my fingers flying it, and then I warped the wing last year at Flight Fest because I left it on the back shelf of the car. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I'm I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I still I flew it. And it, it was evil because the wing, <laughs> the ailerons had a, had a lift in them, so they were <laughs> straight. And it, it rolled over. I broke a prop and you know mucked up the cow, brand new cow and everything. So I fixed it all up. And then I'm looking at it, going, "How do I straighten up this thing?" Because I've tried the heat, you know, a heat gun. Mm-hmm. I've clamped it. I put it into the, you know, I've dunk tanked it and everything. So finally, I said, "You know what? I'm going to try my hot iron, you know, for for doing all the old monocoating and stuff like that." And that did the trick because I was able to just rub the wing and and, and work the uh, the ripple out because it had a pretty pretty wicked wave in it. Mm-hmm. It took off yesterday and it flew fantastic. And what I love about that airplane, one, it sounds awesome. It does sound awesome. And it feels yeah. with the wind so nicely. I mean, it was pretty choppy up there, and you could see because I'd be doing like a you know knife edge kind of style turn, and you could just see it tracking through the wind, and I'm like ah. So it was just it's it's one of those arsenal planes. that's like I'm in these conditions, but I just want to go fast. So I was really happy just to have that out and scream again. So I flew that in a noontime demo. Yes, <laughs> I remember this story. This is hilarious. Oh you got to tell this story again. Okay, so yeah, I'm at the. Uh, British Hobby King uh, meetup or uh, uh, flight fest, I think a festival of flight. That's what yes, they call yeah. it. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm there with uh, uh, with Stuart, and he's like, "Oh, David, do you want to fly the AFX Racer with me?" Um, I'm like, "Yeah, sure, sure." Um, and there's two other guys, and uh, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna fly information." And do this, uh, <laughs> the show at noon. I'm like, um, what? I, 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 I think you got the wrong man. It's like, <laughs> no, it's going to be fine. And the other guys, they're like, okay, we're going to do this S turn loop thing. And then we're going to do this mega do. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? what are you talking about? Oh, like, uh, Stuart's like, you just fly it. It's fine. Just try to do what they do. And they were jet pilots. Oh, geez. So they were flying like perfectly matched. And Stewards was keeping up really good. And I'm just <laughs> flying all over the place. I'm like, me, I don't just, in the end, I just gave up. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing what I want. Um, and in the end, I, 
it did land with them at the same time. Oh. Almost crashed with Stuart, but it, it was it was a nice it was a nice landing. And I walked back over to the guys in the multi rotor area, and it's like, "Were you flying the yellow one?" I was like, yep. <laughs> I <could> tell. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fantastic. It was good. Yeah, that it's, is a good plane. Yeah, yeah and, and well, I mean, so far, yeah, I really wanted to fly mine at Flight Fest. I was really upset, and of course, it's getting hard to get spare parts out for them right now. But I was just, I'm like, yay, a little small, little one of those little moral victories. I got it back, you know, because it hangs. I, after I gave myself frostbite, I said, okay, winter planes, transmitter mitt, don't throw them, you know, just you know, so you really limit it. Well, not limit in your stock, but it's like you're sitting there, and it's like I want to go fast, and when that thing goes up at the field, everybody everybody waits because they like watching it, and it's like three minutes of terror, right? So, and it's just I'm just beaming along, and I love coming off the deck, just low and fast, and you pull up and you do your rolls and your loops, and you just you know I'm waiting for the day where the wings just says, okay, I've had enough, and it just turns into a dart, right? <laughs> so, gone you could build a launch platform Mm -hmm. um have a little short piece of bungee and just a a pedal that you step on yeah it goes but it it launches so cleanly uh i mean i I put up a video yesterday you get close to the deck and i just tend to hold it straight up or you know and and put throttle at 75 and let it go and you know underhand toss kind of thing and now that my wing is correct like i used to have this pretty wicked roll tendency and now it's everything is set and it just it goes straight it drops a little bit but it goes straight and it tracks nice and this is with some pretty decent winds so i'm like yeah so i was you know again i'm just i'm I was doing a happy dance, you know, because it's like, yes, it's flying, it's beautiful, it sounds wonderful. So, you know, I couldn't be, uh, I couldn't be happier about that thing being back because it's just like I said, it's small too. So it's one of those planes you just throw in the car, and I've got like six batteries for it. So you could theoretically sit there and fly this thing for all of, you know, eighteen minutes. <laughs> nice. Wow. <laughs> Ah, that was a good day yesterday. I'm happy. It was nice. You know, one of those days where you just know you need to get out. And you know, I think I was only gone for like two hours, and I came home and worked like a worked on the house. So, all right, moving on here, um, David. I want you to talk about or see if you know anything. Uh, it seems to be limited information about it since we were kind of talking about the FPV stuff. Uh, Conix Mini HD FPV for drone racing is going to be coming out soon. I've seen it. Uh, GetFPV.com's been pushing it. Hobby King just put out a big video about it. Um, it says Conix is changing the game in FPV racing. On May 10th, Conix will take FPV drone racing to a new era. Despite the fast growing popularity, FPV drone racing has been dodged by some technical challenges, limiting wider spread adaptation Conix addresses those head-on with mind-blowing realism accuracy and video transmission and vision think uh, analog to digital tv dial up to fiber optic that's what we're talking about the sport will never be the same we are going to release on our social channels more information in the coming days you know anything Uh, about this i i do because i got an email from him Oh, do you want to help us improve this product? Ooh, fill us in. Um, that that's it, Brady. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) they're 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 sending me one. Oh, awesome! Now, obviously, there's no price, and 
just kind of going with the chatter and stuff, a lot of people, you know, they have a, a full version out. I think even Flight Test has one here, and it's like twelve, $1,100 $1, or something. So it would be interesting to see, you know, the price point of this, and is it going to be worth it? Now, my question is, what kind of camera are you going to use for this? Does it, is it going to have to, you know, because obviously if you're flying the racing, you know, you're not using the GoPro because of the lag and you're just using the normal board cameras, but how are you going to get the high definition? Are they coming out with their own camera also? Do you know? Uh, I do not know that. And I do not know the lag from the GoPro on the HDMI. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what kind of lag it does have, but yeah, I mean, there should be HD cameras, small size that you can use. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I don't actually don't know that much. Really. I, I, and you know what I'm excited about this? This is going to address the, the, the frequency spectrum issues that we've been just suffering from. Uh, and that's Hopefully, what I'm excited about. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, it depends on what their banding is and everything. But maybe they've figured out how to do the jumps and, you know, you're not limited to the eight channels or something like this, you know. It's um, still a lot of band. I mean, you require a lot of bandwidth to send for HD. HD video. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I'm curious how many people you can actually fly and still have usable range. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. And I don't know how do they handle when the band's starting to get full or when you start getting on the edge of the range. Yeah. Does it slow down the FPS or? Ooh, good uh, point. Good point. Yeah, you know, uh, because at that point you you get more range by reducing the quality. Yeah, by yeah. And yep. you're sending less data, yep. which is easier to transmit at further distances. Um, but I, I don't know. There's not enough information. I'm very interested in this. Yeah, the, okay. only, yeah. the downside I see is you need a digital digital device to view this image. Right. And there is, to my knowledge, no digital screen that does not have lag in it. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I suspect everybody's going to be sitting there and doing, you know, a, a, the receiver. It's going to be a digital analog conversion initially. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know. Uh, you can you can use your uh, head plays or uh, the. Uh, That's right. Uh, well, anything with HDMI, right? Anything with an yeah. HDMI input. Okay. Exactly. But that's when you're going to go back to the lag, though. Yeah, because the screen itself has lag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you always process the image somehow. Yes, 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 yes. So, I'm, yeah, I don't know what screen to use or anything. So, it's going to be very interesting. There's a lot of unknowns at this point. And, I mean, obviously, we're going to figure it out. There right. is so much in interest in this working. Yes, so. yes, so much need. Yeah, we'll awesome. see. It yeah. would be awesome to see if they could, you know, if they could do digital over five. It's not. Is it five point eight? I think it is still five point eight. Yeah, five point eight and a billion antennas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm, um, I'm optimistic, but I don't have too high of an expectation. So we'll yeah. we'll see. Yeah, that'll be neat. All right. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention since we're talking about the, the racing and everything, and this is a little bit older news, but we haven't talked about it. And I think it was back like in around April 13th or something, but uh, 
Drone racing has just became a mainstream sport thanks to ESPN. Yep. Now, this blew my mind. Like, I, I couldn't even believe that this was, is going to happen. Um, let's see. U.S. Sports Cable Network announced today, April 13th, that it will broadcast a three-day drone racing event in New York City. The cable network will live stream the competition organized by Scott Refslin, a man who hosted the first U.S. drone national racing competition last year on ESPN3 on its online channel. It will also produce daily hour-long roundups of one of the ESPN's television channels. Add into the mix a drone racing event in Dubai in March and that $1 million prize money at stake, and it would be safe to say the first-person view or FPV drone racing is having a bit of a moment. This sport that was most entirely non-existent just a few years ago seemed to be on the uh, cutting edge or in going mainstream. So, man, I couldn't believe it. That's, that's something else. So it would be interesting to follow this and see how it's perceived and how it's taken by everybody, especially with all, you know, the the drone uh, stuff that's going on i think it's uh it's a good thing for the public to see it they're gonna i mean the word drone is being actually associating with something good right yeah instead of the thing that flew into the skyscraper and stuff yeah and then espn i mean they've been doing you know nascar formula one and all these all these other sports so they've got the production crews the producers and they know how to look for the storylines and 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 really have build a product that's watchable and so as long yeah, as the if guys you can build a story from nascar this exactly, is going to be no problem <laughs> exactly and, and you know if this is fast paced because you know, like some of the NASCAR, their ratings are dying because it takes such a long time for a race to be completed, right? This is, you know, they, they, they want their endurance. But if you can, you know, you're doing heat races and you, and then you fill in, you, so you do your race, it's five minutes of craziness. And then you do your follow-up interviews and you have your, your in strategies. And you could probably build some really snazzy half-hour shows you know, with these races and all this buildup and everything, but three days, I can't just, I'm a TV guy. I'm a production guy. I'd love to be on the back, uh, you know, fly in the wall in the studio and watch this storyline and, and how they build and produce and, and present their product. So I'm excited to see what they can come up with. Yeah. That's yeah. the big thing is how they how it's going to pre, be presented to the public and how you're going to actually watch it. And if it's going to come across, uh, you know, seeing it in person too, I think is different. So it'd be interesting to see how it comes across the, the big screen on TV. Well, I, I think this will translate if they can get the quality of imagery off the crafts, you know, and I think it's, I think this is where, what, um, television, this sport is probably really key to television because they, if they've had access and good, clean quality single coming off, well, even if it's, even if it's glitchy, public will accept that because it'll be like, look at this flight go by. And then, you know, if they can have some decent, um, video camera operators i mean guys trained to track golf balls so training tracking a quad in theory should be doable Mm -hmm. um and then exactly the storylines i just don't know how you're going to pit announce this thing you know you know oh there's the red quad and it's in first place and you know i don't know if they're going to be able to do that um but build the stories behind it talk about the technology talk about the the personalities Mm -hmm. and if the personalities present them well so it's going to be interesting, and it's 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 kind of fun to watch um, 
watch some of these people. I mean, we've been watching the Rotor Riot guys, and their product continues to evolve, and those productions continue to evolve and get better and funnier. And uh, and those, per, you know, th- these were just regular guys who are suddenly in the limelight. So hey, enjoy it, you know, because you never know what will happen and what the next fad will be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be good. I I can't wait. This is this is fantastic. I mean, just ESPN like that's you know that's global recognition. Yeah, it's yeah, legit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to get some tricopter teams in there, David. Heck yeah. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I got a ways to go before I be doing anything like that. All right. The other thing that's uh, been big in the news, I, I do want to talk about it, but I don't. But I think we have to just for the fact that uh, more fear mongering was thrown out there all over the world over this. And it turned out to be nothing. And we're learning more and more every time a story comes out about this. But uh, originally it first came out uh, that a British Airways plane heading into Heathrow hit a drone. And I know everybody in, in our uh, little circle here in the RC community knows about this, but it was reported, uh, let's see, London Airport, about 1250, 132 passengers were on board. After landing, the pilot reported an object believed to be a drone had struck the Airbus. Now, upon landing and inspection, they couldn't find anything on the plane whatsoever. No marks, no damage, no nothing. And the funny thing is, the first report that I read from the pilot saying that something hit uh, the aircraft, and they weren't sure if it was a drone or possibly a balloon. So when I first read that right away, I know Andre, uh, me and you talked about it, and we're like, you know, I, I almost bet that this is, uh, you know, just the media taking this and running with it, and it's probably nothing. And actually turned out later down the road, and it's there are mims everywhere about this. They yes. think it was just a what a grocery bag. A the, pla- the minister, the minister of transportation, came back and said, "Yeah, no, sorry, media." Oh, I just couldn't believe it. But I mean, yeah. they really took this. The media took this and really ran with it to the point where. In the back of my head, I knew that probably wasn't it a drone. They said it hit at like 1,700 feet. You know, the airplane was still probably doing 200 miles an hour at the time. And yeah. when that thing landed, I don't care. There should have been some kind of mark or scuff or something on that airplane. Even if it was from a plastic drone hitting the plane, there should have been something. And there was absolutely nothing Yeah. At all. Main, maintenance turned it around right away. Yeah. And I, I'm glad we waited because that when the New York incident, and actually my coworkers were ever talking about it, did you hear about this? Yeah. And I told them how we got schooled because right. that story from New York and it blew up and the media took it. And even with us cross-referencing, we still had the story wrong because we were, we were listening to what the media was telling us. So this is fantastic that this was turned down and shut down right away. And, 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 you know, the, and even like the minister of transport going, Nope, sorry, folks. You know, it's not what the media is saying and portraying. So, we was really happy with you know the turnaround and the you know. So, I think it was a drone disguised as, as a, a plastic bag. bag. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that's, that's the, the next step, right? And, and yes, those mems are awesome. You know, it's, yeah. it's you know. It's, it's yeah, a, there's it's a, a, throw, there's a, a blue, and yeah. then they added the plastic bag. Yeah, there's a great one out there. It says for all pilots, these are drones, and it has everything on there. Yeah, it was really good, funny. But the thing that kind of irritated me is, you know, it, it got everybody in an uproar. Like, uh, that what is it? The International Air Transport Association. Uh, you know, they were advocating that we got to do something. It's a growing threat. 
you know, they got to change the the regulations, the UK Air Proximity Board, I believe it is. uh, They're the ones that do the investigation over there. And, you know, there were some serious negotiations going on about, you know, what are we going to do about this? We got to do something right away. And here, you know, it turned out to be nothing. So that's what irritates yeah, me the most. They should ban those stupid grocery bags. Yeah, they're <laughs> and grocery bags. Turn, turn. Yeah, they might take a plane down. So, all right. Let's see. One more thing on the drones, and I'll get off of this. Uh, and it basically has to do with us here in the states. But um, the FAA finally, as this is what they're saying, it'll be another story to see what they do about this. But they have actually confirmed that shooting a drone is a federal crime. Uh, so what are they going to do? Uh, it says in the wake of the latest drone shooting, this time in Norfolk, Ark- Norfolk, Arkansas, as many in the drone community have been wondering whether unmanned aircraft were fairly protected from criminal destruction, just like manned aircraft. Since the FAA considers drones to be an aircraft, it makes sense that they will have the same federal protections as manned aircraft since the FAA holds their operation to many of the same standards. At least a dozen reported shootings of drones and no federal prosecution. The question of their federally protected status remain open. But today, the FAA, in response to my question, confirmed that shooting down a drone is a federal crime cited in 18 U.S.C. 32. That statute makes it a felony to damage or destroy any aircraft. So they have made their statement. So it would be interesting to see what happens down the road. I don't think anything's going to happen, honestly, but eh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um, Let's see. The question somebody asked, uh, despite reported calls and emails to FBI and the Department of Justice, is when the United States will fairly prosecute someone for shooting down a drone, according to the FAA, regardless of the situation, shooting at any aircraft, including unmanned aircraft, possesses a significant safety hazard an unmanned aircraft hit by gunfire could crash causing damage or persons or property on the ground or it could collide with other objects in the air Mm -hmm. so we'll have to keep an eye on that one yep i got one other story for you that's kind of interesting let me pull up the email here if you guys remember a while back i think when we were talking about crash stories brian stanley sent me one about a ultralight that was flying around uh, where they fly their rc planes and yes well i have an update on this gentleman and it is not good and he actually sent me a video uh of those guys uh flying around uh from the first crash now if you remember the story uh i think you know they were flying actually below the tree levels and and you know kind of dodging in and out of the trees and the video he sent me was the same thing there's these big open fields and they were uh, surrounded by trees and the guys literally looked like they were flying five feet off the ground dodging in and out below the way below the tree level and, and then once in a while they'd come around a the corner there'd be trees and they'd have to try to power out of it and get up above them which to me seems kind of insane um and he the guy had a crash uh i think back in november maybe it was or somewhere around there it was in uh, 2015 went to the hospital everything was good uh came back started flying again and the email brian s- sent me uh same thing uh, the guy was out flying around doing the same thing, and this time he wasn't so lucky. Uh, he was 59-year-old Robert William from Pageland, South Carolina. He killed himself this time Ooh. flying below the trees. I just wanted to throw that story out there. Uh, you, you would think once you'd learn, uh, you know, and then to go back, you get out of the hospital and go back and do the same thing, and it, it came back to bite him. Yeah. 
So quick little story, little update on that if uh, anybody was uh, listening to that. Hmm. Uh, let me hmm. see. What else we got here in the magic box? Give me hmm. a second. I think that's about Oh, you know what else we could talk about? Let me uh, pull it up because it's fairly new. It's actually, I was kind of surprised to hear this. Uh, Horizon Hobby, I don't want that, uh, just come out with a new release with the, they call it the Mini Apprentice. Have you seen the video, Chris? I did see the video, yes. Did you, I, I, I'm like, hey, look, and then I start watching it, and I'm like, hey, wait a minute. That that. So I'll set the scene up, and yeah, we'll talk about the airplane, because I like the airplane, but the video is just a riot. So you've got this guy, and he's, he's flying his little mini apprentice at the park, and this other gentleman walks up, and he's walking his dog, and it's like, hey, cool, that's an RC plane. Guy's wearing a black Spectrum T-shirt, and I'm like, oh, come on! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then it's got the narration, so I'm like, "Come on, you get Horizon used to be so awesome at their uh, at their videos." And the last couple I've watched, and I'm just like, they're just slapping them together. I'm like, bring back that production standard. But anyhow, let's talk about the plane because yeah. the plane has actually got a lot of good merit. Right, and the crazy thing was they first release, released it, and it says Mini Apprentice. Now, in my head, I was, I guess, thinking more ultra micro. But after I looked at the specs of it, this is actually a pretty good size airplane. Um, Wingspan. Yeah, it's in in property units. Uh, let me see here. Eight hundred and sixty-nine millimeters. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Wingspan is forty-eight inches. Sorry. Yeah, or twelve hundred and twenty millimeters. That's what? It's my apologies. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's not terribly mini. No, that's what I thought. So it really kind of threw me off. I mean, obviously the regular apprentice is pretty good size. So for them to come out with this uh i don't know i was i was a little confused but again uh let's see it's 25 ounces um standard z foam 18 amp esc 370 brushless uh outrunner motor uh here i'll give you the overview of it designed with the beginner in mind the hobbies now again they're you know it seems that for this true beginner stuff, they're going back to the Hobby Zone name. So it's not the E-Flight Apprentice. This is the Hobby Zone Mini Apprentice S. Includes an array of features that make taking to the skies easy in spaces as small as your local park. Beneath is a durable Z-Foam exterior. Pilots will find a robust 370-size uh, brushless motor 18-amp ESC with safe technology built in for multiple flight modes to progress through the and the security of instant recovery at the push of a button with the included Spectrum DX radio transmitter. A large, easy-access compartment makes installing the included 3-cell 1300 LiPo battery hassle-free. And it goes on the more. Now, the only thing I can see... For beginners is, you know, obviously they had the Apprentice, and it was a big, large plane. They they didn't really have anything in between, like, the Delta Ray and the yeah. Apprentice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, they did yep. have the uh, the Corsair, but it's a little bit, you know, faster and more aggressive. They ne- you really needed, you know, more trainer-like. So this is a little step up from the Delta Ray. You know, you're getting a bigger brushless motor, more of a traditional um, airplane. Actually, it looks like a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And here. And landing gear, yeah. yeah. Which the Delta Ray has landing gear, and, you uh, know, yeah. which was nice yeah. to, to, to take on or off. Yeah, either or. Is it still a tricycle gear? It is a tricycle gear, which personally I like because I, I did watch the video with Matt Andron in there, and he was landing in some pretty gnarly uh, grass and gravel and dirt and stuff. And with the tricycle gear, you don't get the nose overs. Yeah. <clears throat> it's and, nice. On landing and takeoff. So, 
Um, was I surprised to see that it was a, a apprentice? Yes, but you know, I think they're 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 filling their little void for what they needed there. I yeah. like that size though. It's a it's a good size, small batteries. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, it fits in your car. Right, exactly, and it can fly slow enough. This is my the, the, that's when I watch new pilots. It's like slow down a bit, you know. And I yeah. guess you know it's just that envelope and oh, throttle. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's like you don't have to go that fast. You know, things happen too quickly. Then just pull it back. So forty eight inch wingspan is probably pretty healthy, you know. So I would love to test one of these just to I see. Too. You know, um, you know, is it something that you could buddy box really easily, you know, and is it as friendly to fly as the Delta Ray? Yeah, that would be a good, good thing to, you know, fly both of them kind of back to back and see what the differences are. Because obviously, David, you and I have flown the uh, the regular Apprentice and even at that large size, that thing was really docile. I, I guess yeah. the only problem with it is it being so big, you know, not fitting in, the, in your car real well or finding a, a smaller place to, you know, to fly it. Yeah. I really liked it though. Oh, it's I like fantastic! I, I, you know, for somebody who just doesn't like the um, the Delta Ray or you know wants a more traditional airplane, but you know wants yeah. who's a beginner, I, I I advocate that airplane all the time. Yeah, this this might be nice because I think a lot of people go, oh, I don't want a two S brushed plane. I want brushless. So I think maybe even. This might even be, you know, if someone doesn't want to jump into the Delta Ray because of the technology limits, you know, I mean, yeah, they're trying to keep it light. This might be a fantastic way to start off. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I totally agree. This is this, uh, like you said, I'd like to test this test out. Test it, yeah. And see what it, um, and the three cell 1300, you can buy a handful of those batteries cheap. You know, I'm exactly. sure you, you probably don't need anything over like a, a 20C for this airplane. I bet yeah, you could probably and then you can keep a, it for your Radian. Yeah, good point, good point, because you're going to go right to the Radian after this, buddy. Yep. <laughs> I bet you could probably cram a 22 in there, but I'd have to, I'd have to really look into it. Yeah, I'll you have to. Americans. Yeah. Uh, it's just like the regular Apprentice. What? Pre- what? <laughs> yeah, the regular Apprentice, I think it comes with like a 3,200 milliamp battery, and it'll fly for 20 minutes, but it easily flies off a 2,200, no problem. So you don't have to buy that big battery. Yeah, okay. So the batteries it's belly landed. I remember that from the video. So I yeah. You know what? Uh well done. Well done. And it's yeah. got nice markings underneath. It's got some nice black markings. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna do there you go. They're they're you know. optional floats. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. And the thing I just really like about these planes, um, and again, the the Delta Ray was limited because of the you know, the generic brush uh, brushed motors on that thing, but with this plane, you know, uh starting out the beginner what's cool when i watch brian when he was learning to go up in the air and beginner level and cruise around and then maybe flip over to intermediate for a little while and try things and then be like whoa hit the safe and then go back to beginner mode fly around it was really cool to see the progression on somebody like that you know and then and then even like a week later he was already flipping over to expert mode maybe to try a roll or something and then completely lose it it's just funny it makes you laugh because you you it brings you back when you were starting you able to do that first roll you're completely petrified you know sweat rolling on hand shaking you know because you knew if if you didn't bring that roll all the way around you were going down you know to see somebody try that roll hits a panic button go back to straight and level and then okay let's try it again with no concern that's nice yeah. yeah. And 
It's on, well, uh, pre-order for 230 uh, US, mm-hmm. and that's with a remote and a battery yep. and everything. Ready that's, to fly. You know, ready to fly out of the box. That's that's an acceptable way to start off and get into the hobby, actually. Right. And with the safe technology. Yeah. Sorry? I need I need to build myself a seaplane, a Polaris or something. Yes. I have, I have lakes really close to me. Like, I... I I literally see one from my window. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I need to build a seaplane. Oh, okay. for sure. Since I, I have a laser cutter, yeah. it saves some time. Ooh. And Depron, I have tons of sheets of Depron. I see L415 there. You know, a little water bomber, David. Oh, hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. Another air. That would be nice. Yes, yes, yes. And you paint it yellow and red and, you know. <laughs> that would be sweet. Uh, so, uh, Andre, have you been over on the Hobby King new items page lately? Is there anything really worth talking about? I knew they got the new Quantum DIY FPV goggles, the V2 yeah. Pros out. Yeah, and that's just a yeah, that's just a whole package, um, and that's actually is a pretty good price. They've got a couple. I'm just clicking over real quick because obviously I check them. Uh, freak, they're uh, a lot of Tamiya cars. Are uh, they're they're putting a lot of cars out again, and it's funny because that takes me way back to how I got into this hobby or, or got into uh, RC. Uh, they've got a few quads, and not a whole lot yeah. of new interesting technology. Um, okay, they do have those new quantum uh, diversity receivers. With race I'm band. looking at it right now, David. Have you seen these? Yes. Yeah, that nice. looks cool. That looks like a nice, you know, auto scanning with a yeah. digital LED, you know, digital display. That's, you know, but again, you know, how far away are we from this technology being obsolete? I'd say maybe a year or two if this if this new technology, uh, uh, you know, pans out where we get. Uh, some better frequency control and stuff. And they did come out with their new Quantum Nova Pro. Oh, yeah, uh, I was looking at that. Let's talk uh, about Let me uh, pull that up here real quick. And the reason I, I've been looking at it is my good friend of mine, uh, he's Brian, who's done a little bit of flying, is fascinated about the quads. He bought the regular Quantum Nova for Christmas. It, they had it on sale for like 120 bucks, and he bought it. And I was like, oh, this thing's going to be a piece of garbage. And he's brought it down to the house a couple times, and we've been through the settings, and we've we, I have flown, flown it around. And really, for the money, it's really not that bad of a quad. It flies pretty well. The GPS seemed to work good. He, you know, he's flying it around his house. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to get him set up on a little maybe FPV system that we can put on it for him and get him mm-hmm. some quantum goggles. So then they brought out the, the Pro, and it has the radio, the battery, and the charger. Obviously, the only thing you got to do is you know get your GoPro or the uh, like gimbal. Like yeah. yeah. And uh, and it's three hundred and thirty bucks. So you know, if you're looking to get into doing a little bit of you know um, photography or videography or whatever, that's really a pretty, I mean, cheap entry level price. Yeah, and this one, you know, you can. Uh, I think there's a further model where it comes and you you can get the radio, uh, so you can link it in to your tablet and do all the the flight nav stuff. And so, yeah, it's a uh, pro, program. Yeah, geez, programmable navigation capable through 3D robotics tower app. Uh, yeah. Full compatible with quantum telemetry box. Compatible with the HK Pilot telemetry receiver set with built-in telemetry tray. Um, so yeah, it's got some options on it. Uh, you can either get the 2D or the 3D brushless gimbal for it. Uh, that's separate. Uh, GPS waypoint mission capable through Mission Planner. 
advanced yep. uh, tuning and much more for advanced users. So, I mean, for that, what do you think, David, about that? Um, it, I think it's pretty good. I mean, for uh, 300 pers- bucks, you can't build would- anything for that, really. Well, I would personally just save the money and buy a Phantom. A Phantom. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, basically, that three hundred dollar quad was what I my uh, you know my DYI with the big seven uh, DT seven fifty motors and everything. That's it's essentially the same amount of technology just wrapped in a nice little shell. Yeah. Um, and yep. So it's it's I been guess, all pre programmed and set up though. So I guess the thing would be if you have a GoPro already and just wanted to maybe get into it, that might be a little easier. But if you don't have anything and you needed the camera and everything, then yeah, I would agree to definitely go with the phantom on yeah. that or if you you know picked up uh, a 3dr solo they just finally released a gimbal that's true yeah <laughs> good, good luck on that one i'm sorry yeah that's, i know we're being bad i know yeah um another thing on the hobby king uh, product page uh-huh. is the russell 2000 millimeter hotliner oh, where's that where's that where's that where's that it's pretty far up it's a yellow two meter Hotliner. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I I really like that. You like that, huh? Oh, oh, it looks sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, (laughs) I I love hotliners. Um, They're so much fun. You just go, you you literally have the throttle on a a switch Mm -hmm. or else. And you just, it's either full on or full off. And then you just fly like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a guy, um, Ed, who flies out of uh, where we fly, and I've um, he's you know he's he's got the big old uh, glider on uh, the 200 millimeter. Oh, what was that one from? Uh, anyhow, he he's got a couple of them. I can barely track these things when he goes. I but agree. The sound it makes, it's like power on, so you hear this whoop, and he goes it up, powers off, and then you just hear a whistle. Yeah, and it's got yeah. the clean flaps and everything. Like they're they're hinged correctly, so when the, when the flaps are closed or the control surface, it's all flush. Oh, gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous craft! And he's mm-hmm. got them in like these bags, like they look like rifle bags, you know. And yeah. he takes them all apart. He just mm-hmm. it's like a screwdriver. He's got a special screwdriver, and I'm just like, this thing would end. It would you'd be taking it home in a little tiny like a coffee cup if I flew one. I think it, it's tough. Like. Uh, one of our favorites, that we, and you know, we did a test on. It, Wayne still flies it today. Is the um, the Kunai, and it's balsa. And again, that thing, it, it's not real big. And that's basically kind of a warm liner, but still, oh man, you you got to really concentrate with that thing. Like you got to know what you're going to do. You stay ahead of that stupid thing. But you know, when it is flying and like you said, Andre and, and David, you know, the sound they make and the power's mm-hmm. off and that thing's whooshing by. Oh, it's just fantastic. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. And yeah. the uh, Ed uses, he's got these serrated props cause they bite better. Really? Yeah, it's crazy looking. They're just huh. plastic, and they've got these teeth on them. And he says, "Yeah, you just because he says until it helps them." I think he said it helps them spin up to their maximum position faster, so you're not wasting the power between when the pops are collapsed and they open up. I'm like, so they're. He's like, in competition, they're 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 talking like fractions of seconds, but it's worth all the power that they they can get on tap when they. It's just, oh, this is next level stuff, guys. I just like to fly. <laughs> I know. Um, and I, I still have the Dynamic S from Hobby King, and I still like that and fly it, uh, even though it is foam. But I've seen some of the balsa ones fly, and it's it's hard to compare a good balsa, you know, hot 
hotliner or warm liner compared to the dynamic s but if you want to get into it i will say the dynamic s for what you're getting out of the box is pretty good i did put a hot motor in that thing to give it a, <laughs> a little more boost the funny thing with that thing it seems like it almost flies faster like you, it, you power it up you take it up high as you can go out of sight roll it over shut the power down and put it in a dive I, it's actually faster diving than it is with the motor on it's funny that's how it's supposed to be. Is that what it's supposed Slippery. to be? Yeah, because usually you run the absolutely l- ridiculously largest prop that you can. Right, yep. And then you, just, um, you fly it like a helicopter straight up. Yep, exactly. And then you just shut it off, and then yeah. it's when you pick up the speed. Yeah. Oh, man, things uh, just – but, you know, again, they're, they're so thin and it just to, you know – if it's flat and level, they're really hard to fly. Like David, you just said, you either got to go like straight up and straight down and keep your eye on it or you'll lose it. Yeah. Ask oh, Wayne about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think he crashed the original one at, uh, that flight, flight test had, and we were out flying it at Chad's one day. Yeah. Um, um, the, uh, another tip for... Hobby King products. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. This is old stuff. I think it's the Sonic sixty four EDF wing. Yes, it flies amazing. Really? It's just yeah. It's uh, I didn't think it would, mm-hmm. but it tracks like crazy. Huh? Like it's it's one of the nicer. It's actually one of the nicest wings I've ever flown. And that's the EDF one, right? Yes, the EDF one. Because you have almost zero P factor, no no torque on it. Oh, yeah. Almost zero. And it just, I mean, it it didn't have any bad tendencies. Yeah. It's, oh my gosh, try it. That's funny because it was on sale here a while back. And I looked at that for a while and I'm like, I don't know. I I haven't really heard much about it. But I liked watching the video. Like they had it uh, on that big giant cliff they fly at. And they were, you know, it was dynamic soaring. And then they'd fire up the EDF and doing loops and rolls. I'm like, you know what? That thing seems kind of cool and versatile. And I was like, "Mm, it was on the fence. But now you got me interested in it. That's the, uh, that motor. I've got two of those. And uh, that's what I'm using my little EDF. EDF project, but that is also the same motor that's in the Hall Cherokee. So, uh, what battery are you running in it, David? Uh, uh, it takes a 3S2200. Oh, off of 22? Oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah. Don't run 4S. <laughs> Burn it up. <laughs> yeah, change, yeah. change the EDF if you, if you plan yes. on doing that. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yes. I, 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 that, yes, I cooked a motor. And what a smell. Mmm. The lovely smell of burnt plastic. <laughs> is it the uh, is it the Hobby King Mini Sonic or the right? Which one the, is it? The full size one. Full size one. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I looked. I've looked at that one before, and uh, I, I I'm still tempted to put the two of those EDFs and strap them onto my uh, Versa wing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that'd be fun. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, there's some. I- I love wings too. I, it's fine. They I, oh, are. Wait cool. a minute. Wait a minute. What plane don't I like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible, just terrible. Nice. Yeah. Uh, okay, I got one product for you guys. All right. All right. Um, it's a, uh, it's going to be released in two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. It's a new tricopter integrated flight controller. What? Yes, it is an F three hundred three processor. It it got a three amp switching BEC. <gasps> 
So it can oh, run oh. all kinds of stuff. And you can change the voltage between 5, 6, and 8 volts. So you can run uh, high-voltage servos. No kidding. It has built-in power distribution. Um, built-in... Um, it uses the MPU 6000 gyro, which is the least noise-sensitive one. Uh, it has all the connectors like instead of running all the wires through that hole on the top and then plugging it in yep it directly solders on the inside for all the power and uh, signal wires oh my gosh so uh, the setup is super clean there's no i mean you can't see the wires at all and so it's you're clean. sorry go ahead no no so you're getting rid of the power distribution board basically Yes. Oh, that's awesome. It's so much easier to put together then because you don't have two boards. You have to juggle them. And uh, got um, a built-in current meter as well. Um, Oh, sweet. So you bring that back through telemetry to the the FR Sky stuff, so smart port, and you get the current draw and you can do the milliamps then, which is the thing you really want. Oh man. <laughs> Sweet. Yes. Hey, so this is this is I pose this question and I, I we'll we'll do this. This is perfect for the podcast because as I'm building up this stuff and all of a sudden I've gone from these monstrous size KK boards down to the small one, the first thing I thought of was why is no one taking a receiver yet and made it into the form factor of even even if it's just extra material around, but so you can just drop it right on top of the, you know, you've got all your posts and everything and how you hang your, your equipment. Why is there not a receiver that's in that form factor of a flight controller so you can stack everything? So you could literally, depending on what you're using, you've got your power board, your flight controller, and then your receiver all in one beautiful little containment, contained box. Good question. Chris, Chris would you like to answer that? Um, it's because they, uh, everything's going to be different. Are you talking about when we tried to use the, um, um, what do I want to say? No, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just throwing you under the bus. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, was I thinking have when no we were... clue why they don't do that oh. or, Wouldn't or be why like... they would do well, you know, like it's we know the receivers are getting smaller and smaller. We know integration is coming. I still like, you know, I do like a little bit of separation because what if you cook your new fantastic board, David? Um, then you pooped. Well, exactly. Which is, <laughs> but the stuff is also getting cheaper, faster, and everything. But wouldn't it be awesome if you just, you know, I was like, oh, I could, you know, if, if it wasn't if. I, you probably could cut something really easy with all your technology, David, that would fit, and you could just hot glue your receiver right into that patch, right? Yep. It's, so. I mean, I've already done it. It's super yeah. easy. It's just yeah. a little piece of carbon or G10. Yeah, and you just, like, stick your receiver. Even if you were just, it's just, even if it wasn't even hollowed, well, yeah, you're going to hollow it out and make it light as possible, but even it's just got the four posts, so you can just drop it on there, then you have a little tiny little S-bus running right to your, uh, 
I was, I, I admit, like the other night when I started actually reading about the Flip 32, and I'm like, it's got an integrated port just for the FR Sky stuff. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so awesome. You know, you know, having my little geek out modem. I actually, yeah, I completely geeked out all week on this stuff. So, oh man, I needed this conversation with you guys so badly. I'm all energized again. Mm, nice. Well, I have to apologize. I was zoning out because I'm reading on the Sonic 64 EDF. <laughs> <laughs> hitting the add the cart button. <laughs> do it. Do it. You and then I get, it. what do you think, Chris? Uh, uh, uh looks good. I think I better add it to the cart. What? What? Huh? <laughs> oh, it's. It, get a nice 10 bladed um, EDF unit for it as well. Yes. So after yes, a while, you can upgrade it and get a nicer sound and better performance. Do they? Do they? Have, I wonder if they have one. I mean, I'll put that well, in. Yeah, they have them. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna check this out when I get home. Uh, you got me very intrigued because I was really, really looking at that thing hard for a while, and I was like, oh, eh. "We talked." Yeah, we talked about that one. A you couple did years when I was first. Well, yeah, like two years ago, I guess now when we when I was for, first following around with that EDF project. Yeah, only like, when he sent me the motor. So, and I I haven't followed through with my EDF plans, but I've been so busy with so many other projects. <sighs> Oh man, this is the, like I love the integration. Like the Grotner stuff is pretty cool, but I guess we're you know I'd say we're probably less than a year away where you're going to have exactly as you're describing, David, where you're going to have one unit, and it's going to be your ESCs, your 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 power distribution, your flight controller, and your receiver flavor of choice. I hate integrated speaking. Oh, I know, stuff. I know, I know. But, but yeah. like, yeah, I guess, the, I guess, yeah, that we had that conversation where we said the, the speed controller, integrating a speed controller is a bad idea because yeah. we know we're going to fry them eventually. Um, Have you seen the power cube from Team Black Sheep? Yes, I did see it. It's Ooh. very interesting because you got a, a stack of uh, uh, 36 millimeter um, flight controller, oh, yes, OSD, yes. and all the speed controllers in one stack. It's pretty neat. I like it. That's and right. Then you can just change one as well. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because they uh, when they came out with that that little uh, hex. That was yes. their that was their new technology where you could pop out the ESCs on a fly and everything. Yeah, oh, that, pretty- that is neat. That is very neat. Oh. And even on my uh, that silly runaway quad, I've got a um, a four. It's got four in- integrated ESCs, but you can literally pop the cards out and put and replace them as required. It's just got a chassis that holds everything in one spot, so you're not having to strap everything down to the booms. It's just in the center of the whole quad. So nice. Oh man, this technology. I, I yeah yeah. I need more. I need a larger budget and more time. So I need to win the lottery and retire. <laughs> I know that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, I had something else I was going to say, and I completely, completely forgot about it. You got Sonic on us, haven't you? I, I did. You know, you know how you stare at the page. I just got off, it offered now for one hundred and ten. Was there uh, was there anything else you guys wanted to chat about? Uh, I'm going to throw a little Flight Fest promo out. Remember, okay. if you're going to book your tickets, because these three gentlemen will be there and yep. living large and having fun. My friend David here is going to be talking all kinds of cool technology. I am the volunteer coordinator. Um, so if you are at all interested in 
you know, giving us a hand. Um, I'm basically setting up the shifts, so you only have to do about two shifts for the entire weekend, and uh, and, and on opposing days. So if you're in on Thursday, I'll schedule Thursday and Saturday, and there's a Friday and Sunday. So minimal work, but it, uh, the more people I have at my disposal, the smoothest the entire thing goes. I think we're about thirty or forty people short of what I want for a goal, mm-hmm. uh, and then of course we'll have active recruitment while we're there. So. It's looking good. The assistants are filling up, but we're going to be continuing to do some pushes. So that is in July, and I am super pumped about that trip. So, so wait, you are the what now? <laughs> I am the volunteer coordinator. Uh, basically, unfortunately, this year, Fred Provost, Flying Monkey, uh, is in a different job and cannot uh, attend Flight Fest. So that's actually sad because... Uh, that is sad. We don't have a good chance to hang out with Fred because Fred is awesome. Yes. Um, so Austin approached me and asked me if I was willing to take on the role. And I said, you know what? I'll do this because it is Flight Test and Flight Fest. And, you know, and the community has been really special to me. So I said, okay. And uh, it has not been a whole lot of work. And I'm thinking that things will run pretty smooth. Actually, Austin has put together a pretty stellar team of people. And uh, the, the guys have been working really hard. It's It's been fun for me because I've actually been chatting a lot with Austin and the team and Alex and, you know, getting you know getting to know how they're building this up. And they've got a pretty spectacular team. They pulled in resources from the from the parent company, Lauren, and, uh, and those people have been working really hard doing the design. So I think this year you're going to see a different, um, you're going to see a lot of uh, improvement as far as how the whole event functions because there are people who have been on the ground running since I want to say February now um, so so yes that's my pitch and basically if people are available come on out and give us a hand real quick and uh, you know and we're gonna have a I think this year is gonna be epic I'm just laying this out right now it's gonna be epic I completely expect to be going home at the end of the flight fast exhausted yeah. <laughs> oh yeah I bet but I think it's going to be so much fun. Everybody's really excited. And and you know the best part about Flight Fest for me is I'm finally going to be able to shake David's hand in person. Cause, <laughs> it's going you know, to be nice meeting you, too. It's no, it, weird you two have never met yet. I no, don't know. That's, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. And, and, you know, it's like you and I, Chris, and all of us. We all talk on a daily basis, and yeah. it's just it's going to be fi- fun to have, you know, you know, FaceTime in person and just chat and hang out and, right. you know. We'll plan some. We'll be good and bad and all at the same time, and you know. As long as you bring me a radiant, Chris, I'm good. Oh, oh dude, no uh, problem, no yeah. problem. Yeah, we we'll, we're gonna have so many radians in the air. I, I like I said, I'm just excited about this. This is this is my you know my I booked in my vacation and we're all set. Yeah. Very uh, nice, very nice. All right, I remembered what I was gonna what I want to talk about. Uh, I'm gonna see how I can word this. Going into too much detail. <clears throat> David, I was wondering if you listened to the podcast when we got back from Toledo. Um, I got an introduction yes. to Jetty uh, Radios, and uh-huh. I was completely blown away by them and their what they the technology they have and what they can do and everything. And I was like, would really like one, but after seeing the price of about, I don't know, fifteen hundred dollars or whatever they were, I was like, no way. I was just curious if you've really checked them out and seen what they, I'm sure maybe you have and what your thoughts were on them. Uh, I have a friend that has one. Mm-hmm. It's the DS16, I think the name is. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the nice top of the line thing. Uh, he flies uh, mini quads with it. And 
literally uses 1% of all the features. Oh, yeah, I could definitely see that. That's a $2,000 radio. Yeah. Yes. But that's what most people do with that because they buy it for the gimbals. Yes, true. true. They have fantastic gimbals. Yeah, they, they, are they had one amazing. apart in there showing the – I mean, the thing, when you take it apart, it looks like a computer, literally. It, it is. is. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I was just very intrigued if maybe you had one and was going through it, checking out all the different aspects of it. Um, yeah, I've, I've checked through it. Yeah. All right. But, but yeah, uh, it's, it's nice. It's very, very high-tech. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I'm not – I'm terribly fond of the RF link. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it works. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, have you seen the new pictures of the uh, the, the horse from Tyrannus? Yes. That, that, that looks touch screen and all that. So that'll be neat. The uh, horse? You know. That's what they're calling it? The horse? Horus. Horus. Oh, Horus. Horus. I was Horus. like, what? Hmm. I haven't That's, seen that. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I got... Did I did I mention I got a Tyrannus a while back? I think yes. you mentioned it, yeah. Okay, so now I'm going to just uh, do a quick rant. All right. Oh, my gosh, I hate that thing. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? It's so, it's so powerful, but you cannot literally do any settings without looking at a YouTube video. <laughs> literally, I mean, I could not even change the expo. I couldn't even find the model. I mean, oh, oh yeah, my gosh! Yeah. Well, the problem is there's so many ways to do it. Like you can you can sit there and you can put the expo on one page, or you can put it on the other page. You know, between your mixes and your. Uh, I'm like, yeah, okay. And exactly. I just, I mean, there's. Yeah. It is so powerful. You can yeah. do anything. The problem is you can't do anything without knowing everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh! But it is. It's for the price. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I'm liking a lot of the. Uh, I, I can't wait for uh, Hobby King's got to restock their receivers and 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 so on. Actually, I'm going to go pick up one from Great Hobbies real soon because they put one on for on uh, um, you know, just reserve one for me because I needed something. And it's 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 yeah. I'm like I can't get enough receivers here, but I like some of the tiny ones they're starting to build up. Mm-hmm. Like have you seen the? I think it's the XRS. Yes, with it's, the S bus. It's just S bus. Two antennas, little tiny receiver pod, and S bus. That's all. And then you dump it's that perfect. into your flight controller, and you're you're in heaven. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So I, I admit I ordered one. It, it seems like you, people either love that radio or absolutely hate that radio. There seems to be no in between. But I agree. For the price point and what you're getting, um, I don't think you can beat it. Now I've been told or talked to people and andre you would know best probably is the but the actual like the gimbals and stuff aren't really that you know that well made or or you know as smooth as some other radios out there but i no, think they're for, cheap. yeah 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 i i know the guy i got mine used and jacques had actually replaced the springs in mine but i i'm not a quality pilot by any stretch of the imagination so i'm like yeah this works but i admit i grabbed my 9x to fly it one day and i was completely useless on this thing and i have open tx on it and i'm like i couldn't get through the menus i kept ejecting you know exiting out of the menus and i'm like but for the first time in my flying career i was like oh yeah the the 9x is a okay radio but the tyrannus is better so i'm sure a more expensive expensive radio the gimbals feel even better 
whether that would make me a better pilot or not, I don't think so. Yeah. No, but it's going to... Yes. It feels nice. It's like a warm bath compared to a cold one. <laughs> I'm just yes. saying. I, I get great, actually, great, because uh, I, was, I, was, I was banging on the 9X, and I was like, ah, this doesn't doesn't feel like i remember for me i went from a basic six channel to the 9x it was you know going from roll-up windows to powered windows you know yeah yeah or it's it's really like the best analogy i can i can say is headphones Mm. it's it's completely fine if you use the the stuff that comes with your cell phone or your mp3 player yeah but then you try something ridiculously expensive and you can't listen to the other stuff anymore right yeah right yeah. So be careful what what you try in yeah. gimbal like gimbal ways because then you're you gonna end up with a gotcha. two thousand dollar radio. Yeah, uh-huh. and that's where I got argue a little bit, um, and people argue with me probably or, or disagree with me. But I, you know, uh, the Spectrum DX9, like they're they're newer radios, their gimbals and everything to me feel really well, and their new user interface is so easy to go through that radio. It's unbelievable. Like, just like, I can hand it to my, my seven-year-old, and he could probably figure it out. And that's the one thing I really like about the uh, the Spectrum radios. Yeah. So I can hand the Tyrannus to my web developer, and he can't even turn it on. But I, yeah. I'm nice. just saying. Oh, that's fun. And that'd be another cool thing when you come down, Andre, is we can, you know... Uh, Switch even, radios Yeah, around. even yeah. like with the... With oh. the t- we're all going to be flying a Tundra, obviously. We can just kind of pass the radios around and get some different feels and opinions on things. Uh, who's flying the one in the center now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, got some, I got some tape. I got some orange tape I'll throw onto mine and stuff like that. And yeah. We'll, we'll identify them. We will have to stay. Actually, what we should do, and we'll put it out now, is we should solicit from our viewers what kind of videos, because we'll try and shoot some stuff. I'm not sure how it's going to work out, because we may just decide that we're just going to kick back and enjoy flying together. But we'll throw, we'll have videos, and I'm sure oh, we'll sure. do live cast. And, you know, yeah. actually, uh, the other day when you popped up on, uh, on chat with me and showed a video of uh, Mike's parents' place, that was oh. cool. Big open field. So, uh. and then, Wayne's big open field, and yeah. um, and and Wayne is a hop and skip jump away from Fury Field too, right? So right. we could yeah. pop. Wow, we can go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're uh-huh. hoping to maybe uh, get if the weather permits, maybe get down to the farm. We could uh, do a little. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, I get I get chased by a bovine. I'm in trouble. We're in trouble. <laughs> that could be a whole podcast in itself. Just going over to just that going place. to the farm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just set up um, a microphone, record the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually got some pretty good footage uh, f- from the Phantom flying out at Mike's uh, parents' house. And then also when we were – I was passing a transmitter around with everybody uh, out at Jackson. Uh, I was chasing around the, fa- uh, the the Tundra with a Phantom and I actually got some pretty good footage. So I'm trying to get that together. Um, and I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm no video editor by any means talking to you guys since, Andre, you know, you do that for a living. But I don't have any – I don't have a problem like – cutting clips up and putting stuff together my big dilemma now is finding halfway decent music to put behind it like i can't i spent two hours the other night on youtube on their free music thing trying to find something to put to it and didn't like anything 
No. It, it oh. depends on the mood, right? Yeah, it depends on the mood. I've been actually that was a change I made, and I I I resisted adding music for a long time, and it just it just changed how I created videos, and it, it has to suit the piece exactly. Yeah. You know, the the wing, the little arrow going in. Well, that, that was a sad song, and yeah. it works so well. I, you know, and it's just it's just finding something that's catchy. Usually, it's so low in the background, but it's just something to fill in the tone, and. Um, some people love it. Some people hate it. What I don't like is when people just put the music in and get rid of the sound of the the cop. I want to hear the aircraft flying. Actually, I, I want to hear the. I want to hear the. I know it's noise, right. but I want to hear what the motors are doing and stuff like this. And even even with a quad or something, I just you know. Yeah, I agree. And unfortunately, though, with a Phantom, I have no noise, so I have to put something to it. Really? There's yeah, no there's mic? no. There's no mic. So when you watch footies, there's nothing whatsoever. Oh. It's dead silent. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. So you have oh, to put nice. something wow. to it. Weird. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of, that's almost disappointing. Yeah, no noise whatsoever. Mind you, all you would just hear is just angry bees, right, I guess? But, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah. So that's I, my big dilemma right now. I was trying to, I got all these clips I got together and want to put some stuff out. And I just, uh, and, okay, I got another rant too. If somebody <laughs> out there in the internet world can help me out, Andre, you, you're not sure. Maybe David, you know something is a while back, Instagram said, hey, we're putting out one minute videos. I got it. <laughs> and I don't. I don't have it. There's people around me that don't have it. I've talked to a few people that do have it. At first, I read that it was an Android-only thing to begin with. I got an Android tablet. I couldn't get it on that. I don't understand what is going on with Instagram, and I'm so irritated right now that I can't. I have all these one-minute clips that I've done up and want to put out on Instagram, and I can't. What's going on? Somebody please help me. David, do you know anything about this? I don't use Instagram. I didn't think you were on Instagram. <laughs> I, I, Chris, I think it's a slow rollout. I think they're because it obviously they need the capacity on it. But mine works, and I've been throwing up one minute clips, I know. which is it's. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I don't understand. You know, I I like it's fun because I have the room. Um, the best the best comment I got was uh, from Aaron Trig- uh, um, Bridge Inspector and it was a time when I flew the arrow into the tree and I just put up this, it was back in the 15 second uh, days, you know, way back when um, <laughs> and you know, it's like, I flew into a tree and then I threw in the little music clip I had there and he says his daughter was running around the house dancing and singing, oh, you know <laughs> like, yeah I, you know what Chris, I think it's, I think it's a st- stage rollout thing um, because mine, I, one day I just tried it and it took the clip and I went, okay, cool. You know, I'm up to one minute. So weird. So, so sometimes I post one minute clip. I like actually doing under, but it, it's just one of those creative freedom things. Like it's fun just to pack stuff into 15 seconds, but usually you end up with a jump cut and I'm like, yeah. no, I don't, you know, I just need that little extra. So things like when I flew the, uh, um, you know, I got a lap out of the, uh, the, the albatross. I'm like, mm-hmm. great. That goes up because you know, or, or the. You know, the flyby by the post was only eight seconds because that's all I needed to demonstrate. But yeah. right, yeah, it's strange. I've tried. I mean, I've tried my iPhone, the iPad, the mini iPad, the Android tablet, the laptop, everything I could imagine to figure, and it's it's not working on anything. I don't get it. But then you talk to somebody, you know, this week. There's like, yeah, you just pull it right, and I'm like. I don't understand. I've done the update. I'm looking at your phone. I'm looking at my phone. You have an iPhone. Why? Why is this different? What's going on? I don't get it. Yeah. Sounds like it's. 
it's probably just account-based, and eventually once your cluster, your server cluster is upgraded, then I'm sure they're just doing stuff in batches. That could be. Maybe it's a, uh, a Verizon thing or something. I don't know. No, I don't, I, I don't I think, it's think just, you're singled out, Chris. <laughs> well, no, no, I know I'm not single. It's just funny how, like, just some people have it and some people don't. I'm in that uh, the don't have it group and really irritated about it. <laughs> Send uh, them a note. I might have hey, to do that. Kids with your Instagram. And, uh, oh, yeah. You frangled the technology and social media. Oh. I, I, you know, I love Instagram, though. It's very simple, very easy. It's, you know, I, I don't yep. know. I just really enjoy it. That and Twitter. I'm still trying to get involved in the Facebook thing. And I think eventually the best thing to do is just get an FT After Hours um, Facebook yes, account. Yes, we, yeah, we have actually, to do yes. that. I, uh, it's it's I don't know, David, if you're experiencing this, but it's I'm getting to the point where uh, I've had actually professional, you know, professional friends saying, you know, you may have to consider a um, a social versus personal uh, right. Facebook account, a fan page or whatever, just so, you know, people because I get tons of, you know, friends requests. And it's like some of this stuff, you know, Facebook is the personal end of it where, right. you know, talk about being dads and all this other fun stuff. But, I you know, I, I don't want to not. You know, have a fr- you know a flying friend in that one, but if you know, I have to know you kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, I, that both sailed for me a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, obviously. Yeah. No kidding, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. That's us talking about social media. Wow, well, this has been an awesome podcast. Not yeah, coming up on two hours, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Chris, you were worried. You were worried it wasn't going to be anything. It's well, awesome. I I knew once I got going, it'd be fine because these to me these are the best podcasts where you just like again yeah. you sit down, you bench fly, you just talk about yeah. whatever pops in your head. It's great. I love it. But the way it started out this morning, again, I was ready to go. Was drinking my coffee, and then I had no internet service. Panicking again, like ah. Uh, so you know, and I'm ran down here to. Uh, flight Thank test you. and i i don't even have the equipment out i grabbed the yeti mic and i apologize I, I, I this is a new bike i'm getting used to it i don't have a pop filter so i apologize uh, but just trying things out doing different things so sounds uh, good in my end good yeah. good yeah. good yeah, yeah just get a pop filter and you're yeah, good pop filter yeah. and i'm gonna get a little uh, mic uh, arm and stuff and hopefully we can do it maybe maybe again i apologize stick with us everybody because right now <laughs> i andre can tell you i'm swamped i got the both kids in baseball we are gone <laughs> almost every night uh and trying to keep up with things so this next month is going to be tough really tough probably until you get down here andre and we have you know more content yep. and get some stuff going so just just bear with me i'm just your average everyday person who goes to work and deals with family and kids and just oh, like, yeah. you know, so, yeah. but we try to try the best we can try to get you guys some good content. We hope you like just hanging out with us and listening to us ramble basically is what we do. Um, so just uh, think of what's, just think how bad we're going to be when all three of us are live and in, in person. Oh, oh boy. my gosh. We're going to be like a three hour podcast probably. Mm-hmm. I hope they let us go live. I think they should let us sit down and just get the whole crew together and crew together and have a an awesome Q and A live. That would just be I'm going to use the word again, epic. <laughs> yeah, and it'd even be good even if we sat down, if like it was an hour and a night or whatever. We yeah. could just talk to people, talk about some of the crashes that went on through the day, stuff like that. I think it would be fun. So some water on tap because I'm sure our voices are going to be shot. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Get some ice cream. 
Uh, oh, hey, the ice cream guy is going to be there. Mike's favorite oh, guy. Really? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. I need to try that. Oh, yeah. oh that's great. So, all right. Anything else anybody wanted to throw out there? Nah, I'm, no, done. I'm, good. I'm done. We're good? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I think my voice is going already here. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We appreciate it. Um, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, hope you enjoy it. We're going to keep try to keep this thing rolling. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Hopefully here soon I'll put some more stuff out uh, for you guys if you want to check it out. Uh, give us your feedback. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, if there's any subjects or anything you want to talk about, just email me at chris at flighttest.com. Uh, keep sending in the crash stories let us know what's going on what you think we like to hear from you guys uh we'll take the constructive criticism i'm losing it uh so let us know uh other than that uh this turned out to be i think a pretty good podcast hope you guys enjoy it we're going to get out of here uh i can't really go enjoy our day here it is pouring down rain cloudy nasty dreary uh, and hopefully they will cancel baseball practice this afternoon i will be a really happy camper uh, and we'll go from there. So thanks, guys, for joining us, Andre and um, David. I appreciate it. A pleasure as usual, gentlemen. And I'm sure I will be talking to you guys soon. All right. All right. We're out of here. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. See Bye. ya. Bye. Bye.